0: Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Oh, man, so much stuff going on today. This is a, this is going to be a good one. Um, I know that because I just listened to it. I just, yeah, listened to it. Um, get to that in a second. So, um, <laughs> Clubhouse, the app we use to, to start this podcast and stream it live um, and then capture later for you lovely people. Um Constantly changes things and updates and everyone hates it. And it's like every time they do something, you think it can't be worse. So whatever they do has to be better. It's not. Um, so come on clubhouse, fix your stuff, make it work anyways. So we, we vent about that a little bit because everyone has a a horrible time connecting and finding everyone this morning. Um, So, yeah, you get to hear a bunch of people cry about stuff that you probably don't even know what is if you're listening to this on another platform and not Clubhouse. If you'd like to experience, uh, the closest thing now that Christians can get to hell um, is download the Clubhouse app. Um, Anyways, maybe, maybe if you're new, it's not as bad. But for the people that have been around a while, we miss the tools we used to have. All right. So after we cry about that for a little bit, we get to Christian stuff. All right. We talk about the most Jewish gospel. Someone asked the question, what is the most Jewish gospel? Uh, Then we have Robert who drops by and helps uh, guest host, and he has great insight. Uh, We we definitely disagree about some things, like they start talking about evolution at one point, and I definitely hold to the biblical, traditionally understood in the Christian paradigm uh, view of how we got here, which is God specifically made two people um, with a soul. So I believe that uh sounds like this guy does not i don't know exactly how far away he takes it um haven't talked to him about that but we don't really address that today because that's not the topic ultimately being addressed so i don't want to throw a grenade in there and talk about evolution for three hours um when there's another conversation already going on that is very involved and detailed and i think really capturing so we talk about the most jewish gospel Then Robert jumps in, and we talk about the name of God. What is the name of God? Uh, What do you call God? Um, Why did God create us? There's a good question from our friend Yvette. What what is the point? Because whenever we talk to people, and goodness, after listening to being in some of these chat rooms, I'm like, you know, if I were in God's position, I probably just wouldn't create us. (laughs) Like we, we, We kind of are not great sometimes. Anyway, so for his glory. There's a spoiler. Then we get on to, well, what does glory mean? What do you mean by glory? So we talk about that a bit. And then, oh, the pompousness. Man, just like one uh, one of the hardest conversations to not be snarky about. Um, I meant to, I said smarky. I meant to say snarky and smimey. Um Smarky about is when people are like, oh, well, you know, God shouldn't need this. And, you know, like my daughter or my son, like, you know, if they didn't like me, I wouldn't punish them in hell forever. Like how evil, like, oh, why does God, is he such a narcissist? He needs to be worshipped. Oh my gosh. That is like the most obtuse, hubris position. Like just the arrogance makes it hard to have a charitable conversation. But we go there, and we are charitable. So it's just very, very difficult. Um, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. And then we go to, why the Christian God? Why not any other gods? Um, but there's, So all of these are kind of recurring themes, but Robert takes them in a very different direction. So, you know, largely he and, you know, our resident atheist Michael talk back and forth um, for a while. A really long while about this stuff and we're joined by some other people along the way anyway so it is a really really good um detail oriented conversation um and it goes where previous conversations about these topics have not gone. so check that out i think you will be ple- pleasantly um, enthralled i don't know happy with it anyway so check out the ask a christian book on clubhouse and check out the Ask a Christian store if you'd like to buy something, coffee cup or something. Support this podcast. Having civil discussions with people about very uncivil topics sometimes. And very heated issues and hot-button issues. Yet we try to do it in a Christ-centered way that always points back to Jesus. And we try to do this civilly, with gentleness and respect. So. If you hate the sound of my voice, uh, you're in luck. About halfway through, I just uh, hit the mute button and let Robert take it away. So enjoy, and we will see you all later. Well. All right. So the new clubhouse woes, like last night, uh, I was in the Discord, which, by the way, I'm gonna post. I meant to post that as the top link, so you guys can, uh, you guys can always at least find your people there on the Ask a Christian Discord server, um, because who knows what's going on with clubhouse? But yeah, last night they're like, uh, Steph was like. I just updated, it and it's all messed up. It's not working. I can't find any of my friends. Like, well, you don't have any friends. Ah, just kidding. But um, so yeah, I did it too. I went to Clubhouse to check it out, and it made me update. So I updated, and then everyone else is like spamming. They're like, "It's broke. It's broke. What's going on?" So yeah, it looked really weird. It wouldn't even work last night. It was just spinning like it was loading. So I guess they were like, you know, it was like pushing the traffic through or something. So Mine did what the same I did, thing. um, yeah, Mine did it. Yes. Y- yes. <laughs> so, uh hang. Let me go ahead and invite some. Oh, yeah, I can't. Oh, okay, that's different. The way you invite people. Let me invite some people real fast. So maybe we we'll only have to say this once. Let's see, where's the usual suspects? Yeah, so like the way you invite is different. It used to be like you just scroll down and invite them. So they changed that around. Okay. What do you have to do now? Uh, now it's kind of back to how it was before you did that. Um. You Now there's like, let me use. Do you see it? You should have the same controls I do. Like it's it's all the way in the bottom middle next to share. It's a little person with a plus. But anyway, yeah, so I've I have yeah, not see it, but I think I would have to be a mod or something to be able to see. Oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, so I uh, I have one of the little Ask a Christian houses because they decided that was a good idea. But yeah, when I go to my main home screen, it's just a mess. Like so so I click on my own profile and that shows all the houses I'm a member of. Well, then I, for me, I just click ask a Christian and I can start events that way. So in in that regard, uh, nothing changed. So that that's good. Um, But yeah, so like as far as the public hallway, like I'm trying to like browse right now. Like, like if I wanted to browse for new rooms, it it's very confusing. So you you guys are all just better to hang out in this room. (laughs) So, yeah, um, that's as much as I know. Yeah, this is, yeah, like, ask me anything. Okay, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I have no no clue how to open a burrow. Is a burrow a clubhouse thing, or is that something else? Um, Me out of here. These are the titles. Yeah,
1: I had, um, I noticed that I had a whole lot of friend requests, and, you know, you had all your followers. I think I'd gotten up to, like, 1,000 followers, apparently, and now it said I only had, like, 156 friends and but i had all of these friend requests and i somehow stumbled across them and i and said um, basically friend requests so i'm assuming someone requested to be my friend so i just kept adding the ones familiar faces and then somehow i accidentally got out of that screen and then i tried to go back i couldn't find it anymore so th- there's there may be a couple hundred friends mm-hmm. who's Sent me requests trying to add me, and I can't figure out how to find it again. So, I was going to try to go back and try to pick them up. So, maybe it'll open up more rooms and things like
2: that. I think you've got to hit the search, um, Uh, the search button. So, like the little search arrow thing. If you click that, it'll tell you, like, oh, add friends,
0: and where's your friends, and it'll show the request that you have. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, like, right now, like, yeah, it, like, totally killed, like, the, the server following and stuff, so instead of following, yeah, like, mine's friends, so, you know, I went from, like, you know, a, a decent number of, of following or follower or whatever to now I only have 64 friends, so apparently to be considered a friend, you, you, and show up on your account, you, you both have to follow each other, so it won't let, like, some account, like, you know, exactly. some, like, big yeah com- big company that follows, like, three people, and then, like, a million follow them. Like that means it's going to show they have three friends. So so in order to get friends, um, yeah, you have to like both follow each other. Well, it was kind of funny. I, don't...
3: You,
0: I was going to say real quick, it was
1: kind of funny. The, they had these little – where someone was talking and you click on it. And it has one person talk and then another person talk. And some of your – like some of my friends was like, I can't figure this out. This is stupid. Well, then this one I clicked on. And this one says, Oh, yo, I'm, I'm loving this brand new Clubhouse app. Yeah, you know, and and started talking and it and they make it, it's it you make it sound like it's these random people who's just members of Clubhouse. And they're talking about how great it is, how you can share stuff on Instagram and stuff. But then they're also talking about their daily lives. One of them saying, like, Oh, how's your mom doing? Oh, you know, she's okay. But it, you can tell it's just a big advertisement explanation on how to use the new clubhouse app but they've kind of tried to uh mask yeah. it it is like these people just having a
0: conversation here and what's the deal with the, the little microphone button like I, I haven't seen that um since the first time it updated but it's like yeah there's that microphone it's just like say something i'm like to what am i like searching or am i just so so is that like a post instead of like writing hi how are you today you say it and it was like do an audio clip on your profile yeah i that think that's exactly what it's right doing. yeah yeah And it's a
2: massive group thread, too. So if you think about the new Threads app, how you put a post and then everybody, their grandmama can comment on it, it's like they're merging Clubhouse with Threads or Twitter. And instead of text, uh, it's still the voice perspective. So if you want to, if you end up clicking on one of those rooms, that's the thing. They they have them, they're presented as if they're regular rooms in the hallway, but you got to look for the live button to see where live conversations like this are going on. And somewhere in that mix, you'll find like a handful of live ones. Everyone else still hasn't figured out how to actually open a room. They're just starting different group voice message threads.
3: Yeah. And you know, when I first logged on, I mean, I literally logged on like an hour ago and updated my app and now it's messed up. Uh, But kind of looking at this, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to create the, you know, an actual audible social media. Uh, but they definitely ruined the, like, I couldn't find Nate. Nate I couldn't find your room. Like, it oh, took and, me a... so I,
0: and also there's no back chat, right? Like I can't yeah. find any messages. So does that mean like to communicate now you're going to, like, instead of having like a hundred angry messages telling me how I'm not a true Christian, uh, because, <laughs> you know, I, I believe in a triune God and I don't believe like the energy of the universe is God. I'm going to have to hear that in exactly voicemails. Right. Yeah, I'm they're like 100 angry yeah. voice but messages. I am not gonna I'm not gonna listen sorry, to any of that. SACA. But <laughs> like I don't have I don't have the time of a day to listen to that. The
2: beauty but is like, you never know when it's coming because it'll be some random cluster of messages about people saying, "Oh, Nate, that was such a great point. I really appreciate the platform that you open, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to ask questions."
4: Wait, 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 wait! I think though that you can. Sorry, I'm just chiming in. I think you. You can only voice message people if you're friends with them. Is that true? Oh my gosh.
0: Well, wait. Am I friends? No, I'm okay. So I'm not friends with you. I I will be now. So okay. So now I'm friends with you. But no, I had the option to voice message before I clicked on add back. Yeah. Sorry guys. I, I barely like follow anyone. I, I just like show up. But anyways, I, I guess I'll be following you all back so we can find each other. Um. Now that we have to. Yeah, that's what but, you're uh, gonna have to do. You're, you're all my friends be. anyway. Uh, yeah, I so don't I'm
3: mind. mind. I don't mind this.
0: All my friends.
3: Yeah. I don't mind this idea to get rid of the amount of people who like just had, you know, they started this app four years ago and they have a thousand followers and not me, you know, most of those followers aren't even active today. So I understand them trying to get rid of that. And on top of that, get rid of the people who like, I don't follow anyone back, you know, like I I, I do understand this, but I do think it's going to be kind of bad on their algorithm. If you're only able to find your friends on, on this app, it's going to (laughs) be
0: like Victoria talked about clout chasers i feel convicted um <laughs> victoria you should be able to remix those voice messages for christmas oh that adds some beats behind like the really angry ones and chop it up to make a funny christmas jingle that that'd be great uh, get on that but yeah also so but yeah so apparently there is no way to directly like type a message to someone so you don't have to be uh friends with him to send a voice message but yeah you can send a voice message to anyone but it has to be a voice message it's like man I don't listen to voice messages. No, that I don't have time for that. Like, especially how am I going to listen to a voice message when most of the angry, you know, messages I answer or the nice ones occasionally. Um, I do that like right now while I'm on the phone talking to you guys. So now that I have to like get off of this to go listen to a message, I'm not going to do that. And and by the way, anyway, so since there is no ability, I, I posted the ask a Christian discord server. So if you guys would like to take this opportunity to join the, uh, there you go. Welcome to Discord, Victoria. Um, so, I mean, I, I who knows what Clubhouse is doing next, but this will be a way to uh, everyone can find everyone and at least be like, hey, where's the link to the room or, you know, whatever.
4: Wait. I'm sorry, Nate. Wait a second. I – so you're saying you can send somebody a voice message even if you're not friends? I don't think you can do that. I was just clicking on someone on the stage that I'm not friends with. I don't have the option to send them a voice message. Well, I
0: haven't added you back, and whenever you asked that, I clicked on you, and it had an mm-hmm. add button, and it had a voice button. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me find some – oh wait okay that's weird oh i wonder if it's an options because yeah like keegan i just sorry i'm not following you keegan i am now but yeah so i just clicked on him and it says add back but i don't have the option oh wait i still don't have an option for a voice message so no okay so no uh, oh wait now i do but yeah everyone whenever i clicked it no okay so now i I don't follow back backward but it has add back and i have the option to send a voice message so maybe there's something in settings or privacy or something
4: Man, Maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this is confusing.
0: Yeah, like CEO, uh, I can send him a voice message.
4: Oh, oh, Nate,
3: Nate's gone. Maybe what trying to send me a voice have, message. Uh, he <laughs>
4: oh,
1: kicked himself out. Yeah, he kicked himself he, out. And yeah. it, it made me mod automatically.
3: That is crazy. Yeah. So it doesn't shut down a room anymore. This is cra- I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing. I hope that they maybe can ch- look at the changes. Like, I think that they should also add like a a feature where you only see what's live going on right now. I don't need to see what's an hour ago. Like, I want to see what's going on right now. You know, they need yeah, to add that. So, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
2: that. so, like, exactly, yeah, that annoys a differentiation me. Differentiation between like all the all the voice threads, if you want to call them that. I don't know what they're gonna call them. But all the voice threads and then like a separate, because right now they only have the three options, right? You got home, you got search, and then you got like, I forget what the other thing is. Oh yeah, like your your personal like message box, right? That would be your inbox for your voicemails or voice messages. Maybe they need to put a fourth option for this, or, this just, is like it, ongoing live
3: rooms. Yeah, or just be able to customize your own homepage, right? Like it'd be nice to be like, Hey, like I want to see live and I want to see these three types of people and what they, you know, what their rooms were the past 24 hours. I don't know, like it feels like they're putting a lot of thought into this new interface. Why not give more customization to the consumer, right? Like why not give us more options to change how we want to see our homepage? Like if I want to see live and I want to see ask a Christian all the previous rooms like i won't be able to have that option you know
2: this is the other thing too i think i think the problem with what they're trying to do i get the intent but very often we fall short of our intents and motivations and we end up somewhere where everybody else was when they tried to do the same thing If we don't think it through and so like with facebook and instagram and where i should say instagram once it was acquired by facebook You know, if you go back like 15 or so years or like 2007, it's probably close to 20 years now, you go back to like 2007 or 2006 and you remember Facebook, yeah, you had the ability to connect with friends, but it was a lot like Clubhouse in its early stages. You could really get in touch with people that were not in your immediate circle, right? People that didn't have the same interests, didn't have whatever. It was just a free for all. Whoever you saw is who you saw. But when they started like tampering with their algorithm to like create a more, quote-unquote, curated response, everybody ended up being insulated by all the people they know and the people that are friends with the people they know. So you end up only focusing on or only really being able to see people who have, quote-unquote, the, sh- the same shared interests, and it's much harder to get out of that bubble into – you know, stuff on your newsfeed that might capture your attention, but which nobody in your quote unquote friends group
0: is exploring. Okay. So they okay. tr- hang, hang on. Go I just want to say, I just got kicked out of my own stupid room. So Welcome I, back. I, I Welcome hate. Back. I. I I hate Clubhouse. For Change the, my mind. Did you okay. try to do a so point. I just clicked. Yeah, new. yeah, yeah. Hang on. So I, I just I want to hear what yeah. Robert has to say too, because he came up and he's been here for a while. So I clicked on CEO. Let's see, did I fall you back? No, I didn't. This is now no, we're friends. It's so sabotage. So I probably. So I tried to click on CEO just to test because I thought, you know, if we're not friends, but I send a voice message, is it gonna say I have to be friends first? So I clicked on that thinking that it would either either give me an error message or it would say something like Um, you know, okay, press record if you would like to send a message. But no. As soon as I clicked that button, it kicked me out of my room uh, to send like a personalized voicemail to him. So, And then I tried to find my room. I couldn't get back to my own room. I tried to like go back to the hallway and it's just like all this random stuff. Like, here's your friends. Here's your friends.
5: Just to clarify, has there been a Clubhouse update or something?
1: that You don't know about it. Have you been living? <laughs>
5: yeah so i so well i don't I don't use clubhouse on my phone I use club deck on my computer and i i, I oh. sparingly come on on clubhouse because i used to have, I, I mean i i'm sure you guys recognize my voice but I haven't been on in like a month or two so yeah yeah yeah
6: I, yeah actually, I, I didn't it. even and know there was a club deck until last night because matt slick was talking about it because he didn't know there was
0: this massive change so i guess you're having the same experience because you use it from your desk and see club deck is useless to me because i use linux and there's not a a version that i can use on that so i'm stuck on my phone but yeah robert so yeah if anyone. basically there's
5: been a huge regression in, in the quality of clubhouse
0: Absolutely. It is a mess. So, yeah, I couldn't no. I couldn't find my it's, own room. <laughs> it's
5: because they found it too hard to control the conversation. And this
7: is there's been an incremental changes before to do this. But this is like scorched earth. It's it's over, I think. I mean, well, yeah, Why do you I think
0: mean, well, well, I mean, for a video or for an audio, we'll get right to you, Edmund. Um, yeah, apparently a lot of people want to express their rage on Clubhouse. So, ever, I mean, ever since I first came over here, though, I'm it's like, okay, what's rage. a pretty cool thing?
7: It's objective, strategic assessment of the situation. There's, yeah, an, info war go- There's an info war going on. All
0: right. <laughs> so, anyway, like when I first got here, like it was pretty good. Like I, I guess like I came in, and already been up for like a year or something, but it seemed pretty stable. But it's like, look, your whole thing is a social audio platform. So you have very few things you must get, it's kind of like salvation with Jesus, right? It's like, there's very few things you must get right and you can can mess up a lot, but the few things you must get right for this, it's like, look, you need to have microphone accessibility. You need to have it like work with hardware and software. Like you just need to have audio quality and you need to have people be able to find rooms. And that's pretty much it. Like if audio is your thing, make it work. But now they, every time they make an update, they do something to make it harder to navigate the must-haves, like the mics, the quality. The, anyway, Augustine, have we talked before? I don't know if I remember you or recognize your PTR. Uh,
7: no, I know Steph. I don't know if you, but and this club, I mean, i popped in a couple times, not that much. But, you know, I've been around here a while. I like
0: conspiracy stuff and crazy news theories and everything. You mean conspiracy fact? Where
7: well, we're yeah, going. I mean, but they still like can be theory and fact. It's it's part of science, you
6: know? anyway.
0: Uh, theory,
7: theory and experiment, yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I'm gonna give an unpopular opinion real quick. I think oh wait, hang on, on I cut a, I cut of Edwin off. Hang on, CEO, one second. I, I cut I cut Edwin, uh, Edwin then CEO, and then we'll see what Samuel has to say. I have a oh sure. Change yeah, the conversation. I mean,
4: sure. I'll be brief. I mean, honestly, I kind of I kind of like the chat feature. Um, you know, be able to, you know, they're not taking away rooms and live rooms like we have now, but the, I don't understand how this is actually being more controlling. So they have the adding this feature where you can have like chats that, you know, I can send you a message. It's a voice chat. You respond to other, other, your friends can chime in to so can have a conversation going on all day long when it's convenient for us. You know, well, I don't understand how that's like being controlling. It's just like an added feature it uh, supplements to live rooms, right?
6: Uh, see you. What were you? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just gonna say that I, I'm gonna give you unpopular opinion and say that I think that this will end up working out for Clubhouse. The reason why is because what they've done is capitalized on what they've seen the trend be on like Facebook and YouTube. That against Marky's point is that people are not looking to stretch themselves. They are the world is getting more into the bubble. And becoming more intense and so we're trying to capitalize on that we're not getting a lot of new followers right so the people who are on clubhouse have been loyal to clubhouse and we're hoping this new feature will help those people get people onto clubhouse and then everyone's kind of emotional intensity will increase. So that's the
0: way that they are going. That's the rationale. But wait, what feature are you talking about? Because like the features I'm having a problem with is they took away text. Like that's just, that's I mean, that's just a necessity. Like to not to take away the ability to send a quick message and force you to listen to an audio message. Like that's awful. And then being able to find what you want to find. Like I, I literally started my own room and got kicked out because, you know, I clicked a button that but I didn't know what I was doing. But I couldn't find it. Like, used to when that would happen or when I'd take a call and have to leave, I'd come back and just, like, refresh my hallway. And, of course, the room I started was going to be the very first one. This time, I, like, scroll down through, like, 20 things. I'm like, where the heck is my room? I couldn't find it. I, I actually had to – the way I record it for my podcast, uh, one of the PTRs down there, I had to get on that um, – I, I had to get on that device, copy the link to share to, like, invite a friend, email it to myself and then on my phone go click that link. That's how I found my way back here. Nothing to do with Clubhouse. So so yeah. Uh, but, uh Samuel, what's up Samuel? Are you speaking Samuel?
8: How's 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 it, how's it going? How's it going? Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you. Can't can, can oh, Okay. You? I just I just I just um I'm very well, thank you. Um I I just got on this app like a week ago because of um, God logic and some of the people that I follow on YouTube were talking about it. And, and I was loving it. Like I can find the rooms. I found your room. I was listening to conversations. It was awesome. We could send resources through each other. It was, it was really great. And this update just threw a bomb in my, in my thing because I can't get on TikTok cause I don't have a whole lot of followers. So I can't get on lives there. But I saw Rob come on here, and I just wanted to shout out Rob because I've been following him a lot, and he's done a lot for me uh, as far as, like, academics go. Like, I'm not an academic, but I like to research stuff in my spare time. And Rob just – his channel, Sentinel Apologetics, has just really blown me away. I I really like his work a lot, and I just wanted to say thanks, Rob. Blessings to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I I haven't been able to connect with you and I, I saw you up here and I saw my opportunity to say hi to you and Lord bless you <laughs> well
5: I come on sparingly but it's it's wonderful to hear that um God's like I'm 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 grateful for um you know sharing the 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 glorious news of the gospel and its beauty to everyone, And I had I you know, I had a yeah.
8: question about uh Matthew uh 28 18 All the way down. Um, it it gets. I don't know if you're you know Greek a whole lot. Um, but I was looking at the Greek, I was looking at the Greek and and realizing that Matthew's gospel is is like really Hebrew, right? It's like the most Hebrew of the gospels, right? Am I am I correct on this?
5: Yeah, you're not you're not wrong there.
8: Okay, Matthew's so when more he an
5: Aramaic flavor, and is yeah. definitely Hebrew.
8: So, so when he's saying, uh, when he's saying the name, like, is he, is he, him being, are they, are they, are they saying Hashem as in like the name? Because all, because when it says Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, those are all in the genitive case, and the name, anamo is in the accusative case singular case and i was wondering if that had any significance that because that to me in the greek it seems like it proves the trinity so much in right there in the, those few you know baptizing in the of the son holy spirit you know what i mean it yep. like it proves it right there in the greek and you can only see it in the greek because of the genitive case of the three you know father son and spirit. I don't know, it just it just seemed like uh you well, would be saying I, Hashem I, as in as in Hashem, as in you know, yeah. To respect, one of the to, respect Nate,
5: to respect Nate's room. I, I don't know, Nate, do you want me to quickly answer that or
0: Yeah, since he, he knows you and follows you, yeah, go ahead and answer and then yeah, we we'll yeah. move on.
5: Okay. Yeah, I would recommend you uh check out the most explicit usage of Hashem in the New Testament that I can find. Um and and in fact one of my favourite verses that correlates with Matthew twenty eight is actually in Acts five. Uh and, and don't forget this is well before the synoptics are written, so I believe um I mean there are but believe it or not, there are critical scholars like James Crosley who who goes out of his way to say that Mark was written in the in the mid thirties A D, which is which is obviously that's great for Christians, right? But I, I don't go that far. I mean, that's that's pretty cool, but I, I, I'm comfortable with the 50s or even like a 60s Mark and then Matthew and Luke using um, Mark as a basis. But if Acts is anything to go by as far as the church before the New Testament is written, look at what they do in Acts 5 That that builds up this name theology, ultimately concluding with John, because notice John... Especially in John seventeen, it's full of, I've manifested your name, right? It's not. It's not that Jesus is saying, "Hey guys, don't you know that the Tetragrammaton is YHWH?" No, to manifest the name is to manifest the, the, you know, Hashem to manifest the presence. So, before you get to the Gospels, like, and in this case, Matthew twenty-eight is the Trinitarian formula. Uh, funneled into the singular nature of, again, who is Hashem, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, right? So, if you go Acts 5, verse 40 and 41, you see how the apostles are beaten, and they were charged not to speak in the name of Jesus, okay? Then look at 41. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name, Hashem. And how curious that 42 concludes the thought. They did not cease teaching and preaching that the Messiah, the Christ is Jesus. So you, here you have the name of Jesus, Hashem, and that Jesus is the Messiah. Uh, and all commentaries on Acts 5 will point out that um, the antecedent there, Hashem, the name, is applied to Jesus so Jesus is Hashem it's it's one of the most explicit connections between that term Hashem and and Jesus in the New Testament
8: yeah that's awesome and in it in it also in the ISV it actually capitalizes name yeah
5: yeah exactly and, and exactly yep yep oh, and that's why I love the ISV in that sense yeah <laughs>
2: I was going to say, I just wanted I was... to add something to that real quick. I just wanted to add something. Oh, yeah.
8: Yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, so, so yeah, Sam, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, that's the way the Greek works, genitive, accusative, totally in agreement. You can see it there. I think it's a little bit harder to notice because I think for scholars, they may understand the biblical languages better because those you know ideologies or those concepts about like the cases genitive and accusative and how they work together you necessarily have to understand them to understand the language whereas if you're a native english speaker you just speak the language without necessarily understanding the way the rules work so i think they're a little bit harder to understand but when you look at let any version really um, but i would i would say not that i'm a king james only type um, or that i um, you know focus on that for study but I like that it's a very literal translation, sort of word for word, cut and dry, not really a lot of connotative type stuff. It's just whatever the words are. So if you want to do word studies or grammatical studies, I I like the King James Version comparatively for that. And when you look at the KJV, it says in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that and of, that conjunction followed by the preposition of is doing exactly what you would see the genitive and the accusative doing, in that all three of these terms are in the genitive case and then there is one accusative, which is the word name. Well, when you see of, it's denoting um, either source um, as progenation or origin um, or possession, but it's the fact that there is an and, the conjunction, and an of in all three instances, it necessarily means that there are three distinctive possessive relationships, as in the father has a distinctive claim to the name that is not the same claim that the son has and not the same claim that the Holy Spirit has, and they are equal in that they are the claim to the same name, but they are not the same claim. And I know that because it rhymes, that sounds really convoluted, but the point is, no, that's, that's
8: beautiful. It. That that's exactly right. where that's what, exactly what I was thinking when I saw that, that case structure and I don't even speak Greek, but I'm, I've been, I've been uh, going over basic. I have uh, I have Logos software and they have given me a basic uh, Greek. Um, and I've been reading over it, looking at the cases and stuff like that and, uh,
0: Wait, wait, wait! Well, what I've learned today is, Marquise, I am sending my children to you for grammar lessons. That was masterful. Um, but I wanted to see um, what uh, Jacob has to say. Jacob, do you bring us a new topic?
9: No. Question? No, I'm just uh, speaking in in in, in regards to what's currently being discussed. When Marquise spoke about his concept of of of, you know. You know, if you use that concept in a lot of things that you read, then you'll have a different understanding about uh, certain things because what you explain, it makes a lot of sense. It it makes a lot of sense. like the word of was used with Jesus speaking and saying, for had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. So use that concept right there when he say of me. So that lets you know that what Moses wrote, was about what came from Jesus That's why he said But if you believe not his writings How shall you believe my words Right there he made the claim He is claiming the words that Moses wrote Were his words This is where Because you don't use the concept that Of, of only in places Where you would like to use it To make your claim on certain things Then you miss this here This is how a lot of people miss Jesus Being in the beginning even with that, with Moses, that's just something to put on the room, on the table.
5: I'll I'll just say one more thing, and I'll I'll leave it at that um, for Samuel um, to to sort of like close it in on on the name and Matthew twenty eight. Um, well, how my question to you, Samuel, is how does Matthew? Because notice it's a Jewish gospel, right? So how does Matthew end? At the start, in the first chapter, how does it? the first chapter end with respect to Jesus? What name is he given?
8: Yeah, I remember you saying something about this. Uh, it, it, I can't remember now that you asked me, but it's the same thing. It's like uh, the everlasting one or the. Yeah, he's, he's oh, given a no, manual, I am right? with you. Like, I am with yes, you always. Ex- exac- I am exactly. With you. So the end of the age. or something.
5: Exactly, exactly. So, at the start of the gospel, he's called Emmanuel, God with us. And at the end, what qualifies not just the Father and the Spirit to be Hashem, but also the Son, is that the very last words on his lips, in Matthew's gospel, is not the baptismal formula. It's actually, it closes with, and I am Emmanuel or to paraphrase as Matthew does I am with you until the end of the age Uh, the other and so this is my concluding point the other um, mention of the name applied to Jesus if you and since you're reading the ISV go to 3 John verse 7 it's the third letter of John verse 7 and you'll see um, that so so from verse 5 onwards, when they're it, when talking about the church and the growth of the church and so on, it says, they went on their trip for the sake of the name, accepting no support from Gentiles and on it goes. And again, all the scholars will point out that um, the context of the love language here is to do with the the teachings of Jesus. So notice third John doesn't even mention Jesus or God, or there's, there's, no, there's no mention of those other terms, right, suddenly just out of the blue, it's the name, and we have to wonder, well, who is John thinking of as obviously a Christian right? well, obviously it's Jesus so here's I'm just giving you a little little bit of like seeds of um, direct explicit connections between Jesus and you know what basically. Point blank, that they, they, they saw Jesus as Hashem. You know, they saw him as as in this case the second power, right? You know, the second Yahweh, or the second person of the Trinity. That's all Where I have to say you? on it.
0: Robert, are you in Rob? South Africa? Uh, are you in South Africa, Robert?
5: No, I'm in Australia. Robert, they say,
0: Robert. you don't you don't hear the the accent? The... Oh, Marquis, you're cutting up. Well, you're no, I, I I didn't hear I didn't hear what I thought was Australian. I I, I was thinking I'm getting better at pegging South Africa people uh, with their accents, but apparently <laughs> apparently I'm apparently well, I'm not. Well, he's not,
8: not originally are, are you are not originally you from know? here? Original.
5: No, I'm. So I was born in Burma, right, east of India. I was born in '88 in Burma. Uh, moved to Australia in '97. At the age of nine, my family is an Anglo-Asian mix, uh, like like so. In other words, big British when the British were um, occupying India. So it's like a big European mix with the Eastern Asian normalities, and then juxtapose that with so juxtapose a a Burmese slash Indian slash British German Scots accents. With an, with an Aussie accent and that's me
0: <laughs> there my confusion is, my confusion must be forgiven um Jacob you were going to say something about the point I think what were you gonna say Jacob yeah I
9: want to ask uh, Robert um and, and, and this question for Robert and Marquise since I heard both of you mention it what is the name of the father the son and the Holy Ghost being that he said baptism in the name of the fathers he said he didn't say baptism in the name of a title because I know father is not a name. That's every man that has a child. You know, son is not a name. That's every male on, in the world. You understand? Know and then he said in the Holy Ghost as well. So, what is the name?
2: Yeah. So I I, I put it in the uh, chat. You might not have seen it, Jacob, because I was I was also doing talk to text. So I don't know if it came through correctly. But I'd say the name is Yahweh. Um, that's the name. Um, and and Robert referenced that, but. Um, The name is Yahweh or I am self-existent one. Those that that would that's the name that he gave Moses. Um, That's the name that they refer to when they they talk about God. You know, Genesis, Yahweh called down fire from Yahweh in heaven. Um, And so the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Ghost is Yahweh. They all have the equal claim to the title or name self-existent one.
9: Yeah. So if, yeah. if that if that if that's if that's if that's the case, why wouldn't it be apparent when 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 Jesus said in John the 14th chapter, when he spoke about the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, he said in verse 26, John 14 and 26, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So why wouldn't it be apparent? that the name would be Yahweh instead of Jesus, being that that's what his name was. And he said he come in his father's name. Why wouldn't it be apparent? So why, how did you come to the conclusion that the name would be Yahweh, being you saying that that's what God told Moses, because I saw Jehovah, and he said, but by that name, I was not known until Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But right here in John 14, why wouldn't it be apparent? We didn't see a name there, but he said that the comforter, the father will send him in my name. And he said, I didn't come in my own name, but my father sent me. That name came from heaven, as the angel told Mary. So I'm trying to figure out how, how did you come to yeah, that I... conclusion that it's something other than Jesus? Short short yes. version,
2: because we don't, at, we don't look at any verse in a vacuum. We look at them collectively. Short version, and I'm a high five Robert, because um, I've already responded the one time. Um, and I'm about to go into the office um, or the school But um, short version, we don't look at any verse in a vacuum. We look at it collectively. And as you said, right, there's obviously some shared aspect of this name because Jesus didn't come in his own name. He came in the name of his father. Right. Which we would say is Yahweh. Right. Holy Spirit doesn't come in his own name. And by his own name, it's referring to a singular independent authority. Right. You go look at John 530. Jesus says, I of my own self can do nothing. Everything I do, it's because I've seen the Father do, as he tells me, so I judge. So as I hear from him, so I judge, and my judgment is just because it comes from him. And so everything Jesus does is dependent on the Father, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. That's a part of him being the suffering servant. He's obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So when we put all these scriptures and verses together about how Jesus came and what He means when He says, "I come in the name of My Father." He's talking about the commissioning of His Father, and He says in that same verse in John fourteen, um, "The Holy Spirit won't testify of itself, but will testify of Me." Talking about the Holy Spirit bearing witness to everything Jesus said, saying that they don't do anything independent of each other. Everything they do is consistent and interdependent with each other. So the Holy Spirit comes in the name.
9: That of ain't Jesus that ain't what I ask. you. You probably talking fast hold because on, I'm about hold to on, go to
2: the office. <laughs>
8: Yeah, I would exactly. so
2: If you, if you follow, if wait, you follow ma- the, the train of thought, if you follow the train of thought, you'll hear it. Um, I, I, Holy spirit comes in the name of Jesus. That's Yahweh. Jesus comes in the name of the father. That's Yahweh. They all well, how
9: come his name was wasn't name. Yahweh? How come the angel didn't say you should have a yeah, son. I, you should I'll... call his name.
2: So, <laughs> Yahweh. So, so Jacob, hold on there. I'm gonna let Robert take. wait, it wait, apostle. I want, I want
5: you I want you to, I want to, I want to high five you back. Because what you said there is brilliant with respect to another verse that confirms what you said, and that is Hebrews one four that says after he did what he did, right, he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is better than theirs. So in other words There you go. It's like What's that no name? nothing, What's that name, creation. What is ah, that so, name? So but that exactly. But your question is, is a is an important question. But all I'm saying is yeah, please answer. It's on the right. Point.
9: If you
10: can't. Jacob, you just can. let him finish, man. Go All, all,
9: right, all right, so, so here's. Like okay, faithful, you, you go ahead, Apostle. And faithless, move around. Go ahead, Robert. Bro, you don't have to do so, all
10: that extra stuff.
9: Don't say so, nothing wait, to wait, me. Sure. Don't talk to Jacob, me. Jacob, that's. Wait, Apostle, that's, can that's, you let
10: Robert finish? Wait, wait, so? wait,
0: wait, wait. Wait, wait. Hang on. Uh, there was Robert, and then this is going to probably continue. No, let, let Apostle. so. so. Oh, okay. well, yeah, no, oh, Robert oh, or
9: Kamar, okay. yeah. so you can't like can ask my question. So basically, you can't ask my question. No, I will. I will. So, so, <laughs> oh, oh, so, fake oh, Nick, let me...
0: Wait, wait, hang on. You know what else I just learned? I knew that was um, I coming. I was trying to, I was, well, well, hang on. It didn't have to come though. And I don't want it to. And Jacob, stick around. I'll bring you back up. But, uh, you know, I was trying to be as Daniel with the lions and shut their mouths. Unfortunately, I don't know where the mute button is. So since they updated it, I can't find the mute button. So if someone who's a moderator can find a mute button, let me know where it is. So unfortunately I had to go to the big option, which was drop Jacob. Jacob, I'm happy to bring you back. Um, I just wanted to mute you because you won't stop talking, but I couldn't find the mute button. So uh, stick around and I'll bring you back. I was trying to say, I would like uh, somewhere between Robert and Marquise to finish saying what they were saying. Then I wanted to check in with heretic because this conversation is probably going to continue. So um, that's what I was trying to say. So Jacob, Take a breath, calm down, and uh, I'm happy to bring you back up if you're still here. So uh, yeah, Apostle, and then Robert, and then we'll uh, we'll move on for a little bit.
2: Yeah, so so yeah, go, real go for it. Yeah, for sure. So the the short version is um, I'm in the office, I had to connect to the Wi-Fi, so the whole spiel um, gave me some time to get connected and settled. But um, the short version is Yahweh. If you look at the name Yahweh, right? That's, that's, that's the name that the Jews or the Hebrews call God in the Old Testament. But when you look at that name, it's I am that I am, which is why I say self-existent one, right? I am that I am, or I exist. And Jesus uses that same name in the New Testament um, when he says, well, her, for Abraham was I am, but he says it in such a way as to invoke the first person application of that statement to say I am, right? So for um for, for this, is this that a whale in the background? No. He said a whale. A <laughs> creaking door. It's a creaking door open, but it does sound like a manatee or something. <laughs> it's Good it's Lord, funny he now tortured. that you think about it. <laughs> right, right, right. That's funny. Um, so the short version is Yahweh simply means self. It talks about him coming in the name of the father where he doesn't come as Jehovah Jireh. He doesn't come as Jehovah Rapha, or Jehovah, Jehovah- uh, Nisu in and of itself. You know, in fact, he comes as all of those things. But collectively, the name of the Lord in the Old Testament is Yahweh, right? And they have different applications of that name. And even if you think about Jesus's name, it means God saves or Yah saves his people from their sins. That's what Gabriel says. His name shall be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So Yeshua literally means God or Yah saves. So he's coming in the name with a purpose. But if you're asking about the name separate of that purpose, it's going to be Yahweh as opposed to Yeshua or, you know, Rafa or any of those other derivations or derivatives of a purpose or an action being completed. The name itself is Yahweh.
0: And it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, it looks like Jacob left on his own self-imposed exile. I I didn't remove him from the room. I was happy to bring him back. I just need him to stop. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I want to say that question was answered. Like, you know, he, he, he's like, just answer the question. Just answer the question. I'm like, dude, I counted Yahweh being said for the name, for the answer to the question about 30 times. So, I mean, if someone's like, yeah, but, answer the question. You're like, Yahweh, answer the I'll, question. Yahweh, answer the there question. Is, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Robert.
5: Yeah, but there, there is a deeper, what, what, I, what I will say is, and, and I'm, I'm getting this from uh, Dwayne Garrett. He's um, uh, an excellent evangelical scholar. Conservative, and he's just written a book on the ex- uh, commentary on the Exodus, where uh, a lot of scholarship has gone into Exodus 3:14 and also Exodus 6:3. So remember, he, he a moment ago he said, um, and this is a King James rendering. You know, uh, back in the former times, I didn't appear as Jehovah, but now translations like the ISV have actually cleaned up that based on modern scholarship, and it actually reads. Um, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, so El Shaddai. And did I not reveal to them my name, Yahweh? So it's it, it's the the Hebrew there doesn't mean that he he never revealed himself as Yahweh. Rather, it's it's like a rhetorical question: and did I not also reveal Yahweh? Which completely debunks the Wellhausen hypothesis that there's this evolution and blah blah blah. So that's point number one. And point number two, uh, if you go back to Exodus 3, uh, so verse 14 is the famous I am who I am. But 13, verse 13 is, is important to understand why God answers the way he answers. So Moses you know, says, look, when I go to the Israelites and tell them, the God of your ancestors sent me to you, they'll say to me, what is his name? What should I say to them? Now, Dwayne Garrett does something very interesting. He goes, well, this is how he renders it. God replied to Moses, this is who I am. I am. And then said, I am sent me to you. So the reason why this is significant is because that third person way of rendering I am that I am, or I am who I am, or in in Dwayne Garrett's case, I am, Semicolon, I am, is a way of saying he's nameless. So Yahweh is is a way of saying always existing, and you can't box, you can't put this omni omni being into a box because putting a name like like actual like an actual creaturely name to this being suddenly limits the being to whatever attribute the name uh can be translated to. So so in the Egyptian sense, uh, you have all the Egyptian deities that actually in Egyptian writing goes, I am Seth, I am Aten, I am Thought, I am, you know, XYZ. In other words, I am this particular attribute. But when God tells Moses, and this is why it's very natural for Moses to say, Well what's you know, what's the name? So when God answers the question, Okay, this is my name I am, and obviously there's a hes- hesitancy to expect, well, what? you know, like like what compared to these other Egyptian gods, they have names, but what's your name? And then the answer is, I am, and then it's silence. it's like there's no, there's, there's no fill-in following to you know to 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 give the closure or the conclusion of that sentence. and that's what makes it ironic. it's like so if I said, if I said to you guys, hey, my name is, and yeah. I didn't say Robert. Well, everyone will be like, "Well, Philip, finish the thought." <laughs> and then if I said, "Hey guys, um, say that that I am is going to X,Y,Z, you know do this and that." It's like, but but what is the name? The, again, the point is, it's a nameless God, but at the, same, at the same time, it's to communicate the theology that because he's omni, he can't be limited to a creaturely definition. And therefore Yahweh qualifies that point. So then this is why Hashem terms like Hashem the name, right? Because see, you can't put a name, like a creaturely name to this deity. Hence you call him Hashem. Which again yeah. communicates that Jesus is in other words, you you can, the only way you can define him is things like like Emmanuel or Yeshua or El Shaddai. Like these these then become uh terms to describe the actions that he's doing you know he's 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 salvation he's god with us he's you know but you can't put a name to him the way we put names to creatures or or lesser deities like you know the Egyptian deities and all that
0: yeah and i think between you and marquis this this these bases have been like exhaustively well covered like there is nothing nothing nowhere else to go like if someone doesn't understand and, you know, they don't have to believe it. They should. But I mean, you know, they, they can at least know what they're disagreeing with. So th- at this point, if someone's like, oh, I hear what you're saying. I disagree. Well, you shouldn't. But fine, that's your choice. Um, but there, there's no way a reasonable person could say, I have no idea what you're what you're trying to explain. Like that has been thoroughly fleshed out. Um, so, yeah, and, and I want to see what uh, Faithful has to say, hopefully about something else, because I haven't seen him in a while. But first, Courtney, I haven't seen you in even longer. So uh, how are you doing?
11: I'm good. Just finished breakfast. How's everyone?
0: Uh, Good. We we had some extra angst getting over the clubhouse uh, stuff. So so. um, I
11: know. (laughs) I hate it. I don't love it.
0: (laughs) It's very difficult. I got kicked out of my own room earlier, and I couldn't find my way back. It took me a while.
11: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the format at all. Like we should protest.
0: I I agree. Um, (laughs) uh, Faithful, what's up, man? I know you wanted to talk to Jacob, and I guess he did not want to talk to you, but um, I was happy to let that go on, but you know, he just couldn't. Control himself, and uh, I, I couldn't find the mute button. Like I still can't. Like, do we do we not have the mute button anymore?
10: Uh, so the mute button is like if you click on the person's profile and then on the three little dots on the right side, um, there is a mute option. So it doesn't look like the microphone anymore.
0: Really, I don't, I don't see that though. Like when I click on you, um, and then I click on the three dots, it only. Oh, there's mute. It, it wasn't, though. OK, let me click on someone else. Let me click on Courtney. OK, yeah, so if I click on Courtney, it only says share, block, remove from room, or report. Oh, we're definitely reporting. Um, so that, <laughs> that's
12: so. Unmute already. Like, if you do. Oh.
0: The- so do I. No. OK, well.
11: Do you want me to unmute and see if it works?
0: Yeah, OK, so okay, let's see. Go ahead. Maybe it needs a minute to kick in. So OK, I'm clicking on Courtney. No, there's no mute. Hang on, let me let me refresh my let me refresh this.
10: Oh, well, she's uh, muted. You you have to mute like no, she, try she, now with me. No, she, try right now. Well, she try was right now.
0: Okay, so just don't mute. <laughs> okay, hang on, let me refresh again.
10: Yeah, try with me. Yep.
0: Yeah, Courtney, unmute for for the heck of it too, because it gives me no no mute no mute option. Uh, it made me oh, oh wait tried. wait it popped it popped up.
10: Exactly. So, if you. if we unmic, then you can mute us.
0: No, no, I mean – you know? okay, so you're not – okay, don't mute, Faithful. Uh, so when okay. you were not muted, like right now you're not muted, I click on yeah. it, and there is no option. So you're unmuted, but there is oh, no mute sucks, option. Oh, that But what happened a minute ago, I saw it briefly. Like you were unmuted just like you hopefully still are now, and it says okay. share block remove. And right there, a mute popped up. Just now it popped up.
10: Yeah, so you know you, you know what's you funny? You know, you know it's like there's like a workaround. First of all, this app has become glitchy since this update. I have to say this is – Personally, for me, this is the equivalent of – this is like the Windows Vista of uh, – <laughs> you remember Windows Vista? Remember that? Remember oh, when yeah, they went from a, yeah. like, Windows 7 to Windows Vista and everybody hated Windows Vista and then they had to like, make a whole brand new version of uh, Windows to appease everybody? This, this
0: is the... awful. Like you cannot function. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean I guess ultimately the burden is – I mean it's still on the person who I would be muting. So, I mean, it was a courtesy that I would mute instead of just drop someone. Uh, but unfortunately, it looks like, you know, dropping people is going to, uh, you know, it, it seems more aggressive. So I want to say apologies. But I mean, if I if I have to drop you, that means I would have had to mute you, which means you already can't control yourself. <laughs> so hey, Nate, so I, I the, don't know. Um, the mute I agree with Courtney. We need to protest. Is there
2: still a mute off function? You know, how you could like mute everybody on stage all at once? I, without it being-
0: I never knew that was an option. That was an option? I never knew that. Yes. There yes. were times that would have been super useful. <laughs> uh, where...
5: Sorry, I just did that.
6: <laughs>
3: you
9: <know>? Yeah, she <laughs> just did it. She just <laughs> muted
0: even Wow. Muted. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Thanks so where... much, V. I appreciate it. Where you, where, where was that option, V? The mute all so
3: it's, it's
12: on uh, it's on the top right, under the leave quietly, and those three dot buttons. And then if you go down to live details, oh. there is an option to mute all other speakers.
0: I never knew that. Wow, somewhere between Clubhouse being bad and me being a bad moderator, well, I guess you're all in trouble. <laughs> well, that's that's useful. Yeah. OK, where were we? Faithful, did you have a theological point you'd like to bring up? I think we've talked about the other thing, like we've beat that horse dead. Uh, so do you have anything else? I, I, yeah, I know you wanted to talk to Jacob, and that would have been fun, but unfortunately he left.
10: Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to concur with what the brothers were saying. Um, What exactly was Jacob's objection? Because I came in midway through the conversation. What exactly was Jacob uh, going on about?
0: Uh, Well, unless someone's talked to him and kind of knew where he was going before, like he never got to his specific point. He just like he never led you to the aha, you're wrong, let me teach you moment. Um, so you know the jury's out like we could probably guess where he was going but he never specifically said what his objection was he was still at the questioning phase like what is the name of god and you know it was yahweh like yeah. 30 times and it, it then all, so so we never yeah we never got to a specific point but maybe robert's about to surmise yeah, where it, he it was all, it,
5: it, honestly i i could i could sense a, a certain contention in his voice. It, by the way, Faithful, it's, it's good to see you, brother. It's been a while. I haven't seen you in a while. But um,
10: Before you go on, I just wanted to say I love the debate that you did with the Unitarian dude. Uh, Was his LP something? Or LJ <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah,
5: that's, yeah, that's going back a, far, a fair bit uh, on uh, Gospel Truth, right?
10: Gospel Truth. Yeah, I saw it yeah, recently. Yeah. I didn't see it when it originally broadcast. I got a chance to see it recently. Oh, wow. I thought you did an excellent job.
5: Yeah, that, that's going back a while. Um, but, I mean, I, I've, I, I know I could do much better now. Like, you know, such is the way of life, I suppose. But anyway, um, it all started with Samuel asking a question on Hashem in the New Testament. like Like, is Jesus ever called the name Hashem? I gave a few examples, and then Jacob went down this, I don't know, you could, you could feel I think, the contention of his voice. I
8: think I can so. I can I can cause I, I came I, I don't know Chris. where his background's from. Uh I think he's a oneness like a, a oneness Pentecostal. Because uh, I think his contention was like in wait, the wait, book is of that, Acts is it, all through I'm, the Acts.
10: I'm sorry. Um is his name Jacob Ward by any chance? Yeah.
0: Yeah. He has I mean, his okay. text says Christian Israelite.
10: Okay. Jacob Ward is not a oneness. Jacob Ward is a member of Israel of God that they go by the acronym IOG. They are binitarian. So their viewpoint is officially binitarian. So they believe in two in one. They believe that the Holy Spirit is just a category for a plethora of spiritual beings. So whether it be angels, any kind of spiritual messenger of any sort, they would categorize as the Holy Spirit. Um, so that, that's their viewpoint.
0: Well, thanks oh. for sharing, uh, Yvette. Okay. You usually only show up when you have a question, <laughs> even though I try to get you up here all the time. What's up, Yvette? Oh
11: no, <laughs> it always works with me when you pull me up. I I know you have trouble with others, but not with me. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask, um, what was the purpose of God created creating man? Um, I don't understand. Is it so that, uh, God and mankind could love each other? I don't know. I mean, is that the only reason? Are there other reasons
13: besides that? That's well, Courtney my question.
0: Hasn't spoke, so I'd like to pass it to her. She'd like to speak, but I'll give a, a non-theological answer first. Goodness, the more and more I talk to people here, I, I wonder that too. I'm like, why, God? <laughs> why? Um, just a joke. There's There's a reason, which Courtney will now explain. If you'd like, Courtney, do you like to answer that? Why did God make man? Even though from looking around, we, we sometimes would think if we were in that position, maybe we wouldn't bother or something about relationship or relationally.
11: Sorry, I was having a conversation. <laughs> um, what When you say, why did God make man? Do you mean human or actual men? Mankind. Humankind. Um, mankind, you said?
0: Yeah, just all of us. Like, right. why bother?
8: Exactly.
11: Oh, well, I I think that God says that he's a jealous God. So why would he be jealous of something that he did not intend to fashion or create? He created the world, according to Psalms and Isaiah, to be worked by man to produce good things. So why do any of us create good things? So a woman creating um, a wreath and decorating her house for the fall, why does she do it? Because it brings joy. So I think that's the very basis of the reason why God created. It brings joy. I believe in the beginning, of course, God was alone. There was there was nothing, and then he created.
0: Would anyone else, uh, Robert, or, yeah, Robert, would you like to, or Faithful? You haven't, you, yeah, you haven't spoke either, really. Would you or Robert like to weigh in on that too?
10: What, what exactly is the question?
0: Why did God create humanity? And then my follow-up would be, if he creates humanity why did he bother to create angelic beings too like just why why bother to create any other type of being
10: i honestly the, the honest answer for me would be god alone knows why he did what he did his creation is created for his purpose i mean i know that sounds like a cheap answer but i mean objectively if you read the bible we're created for his purpose the bible is clear that we're created for his purpose now, if his purpose is for us to have right relationship with him, that's fine. That's that's wonderful. But if one wants to go, if, if we start to dwell philosophically into the various reasons for why, what would be his will? You know, What does will entail from the viewpoint of God? We can start going down rabbit trails, right? I think, honestly, the only one who can fathom fully why he created us is God. Right. Why? What what does it mean to create us for his will? Right. His intended purpose. What What would that entail You know, from from God's perspective for us as uh, finite human beings? Yeah, I think it, it, God alone knows why. Honestly.
0: And uh, before we hear from Steph, because I am sure she is going to raise all kinds of heck about the Clubhouse Act. Um, Rags, <laughs> you were here. What's up, Rags? Did you have anything to say? About life? Or yeah, actually, anything?
10: I was just going to say. I think the answer is in the very beginning it says let us make man in our image and then you go even in what jesus said he's the image of the invisible god like jesus was so and we're supposed to be like jesus so i think in a sense that's the purpose we are to reflect god that's what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be the image bearers and i think we've definitely lost sight of that You know what what does it mean to reflect god's image you know, that's another question which we can parse out but i think that it's simple he wants people reflecting i think that's
3: it
0: and a quick plug um because of the clubhouse um issues everyone's having if you'd like to stay in touch depending on whatever clubhouse does next maybe they'll block us all um you can click on the link at the top that's to the ask a christian discord server where we still have text chat over there and uh voice and video and whatever so if you'd like to keep tabs on these discussions um If Clubhouse burns down tomorrow, you can still find us there. So, there you go. Steph, how's Clubhouse going for you? Or, you know, anything about God you'd like to say? Anything holy you'd like to say? All
12: right. Yes, everyone, please join the Discord because I am worried about losing touch with a lot of you. And there are so many people in here who have been instrumental to my study and so helpful and become really good friends. So, please, please join that Discord so we can keep talking. Um... I don't know. I think, I think that's the largest, I mean, it's not a ton of people in there, but it's the most, uh, congealed group that I know of, of Christians on this app. So I don't know, maybe there's another one, but join our discord, do it. Um, and Hey,
0: the Christianish memes meme section is great.
12: Oh yeah. Watch out for that. Uh, <laughs> don't burn anyone at the stake for the Nate, it's, the it's, memes it's not for that, the faint of heart. Yeah. Me and Nate have been sharing some ratchet memes for a year <laughs> <laughs> or oh, come contribute. Yes. Um, So, so C.S. Lewis kind of addresses this issue about why God created us, right? And in his, in Mere Christianity, he kind of outlines this thing where it's like, he says basically what Faithful said, that, that whatever the reason was, it must have been worth it. Um, But, you know, he, he says that we as humans are fulfilled by relationships. This is a fulfilling aspect of our life and not that God needs to be fulfilled, But what's so wrong with God enjoying, like, if he created us or angels and angels for meaningful relationship, um, and that's something that God gets joy and glory from? I don't know if that's a theological problem for me. That's fine. You would run into a problem if you say that God requires us to be fulfilled or God requires us to be happy or whatever. Um, But I don't think it's a problem that God would enjoy relationships with humans, and that's the only reason.
10: If I may.
9: What's up, Sean? Hey, if I may. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 declares that we were made for the praise of His glory. Hallelujah. And so if we're made to the praise of His glory, it's so that His glory can be shown in us. That's one of the reasons He made us. So Uh, there it is in a nutshell from the Scripture itself.
5: I'm going to be a little bit... Romantic. <laughs> uh, since uh, Sean brought up Ephesians, a, a verse that actually brings me to tears actually—it it, it is in Ephesians. Um, this what comes close to it is in chapter f- three when it speaks about the love of Christ being—you know—the the height, the depth, the width, and the and the breadth—you know, those 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 endless dimensional you know there's there's no there's no limit you can't put a dimensional category or a cartesian plane around the love of christ like it, it far exceeds everything we understand
0: and um, i th- oh sorry i thought you were done go
5: ahead well well what what supersedes that verse all right what supersedes that verse is actually two verses after the famous ephesians 2 wait you know uh, for it is by faith that you you saved, not of works, lest any should boast. It's a gift, right? So that we all know that verse. But if you go to verse 10, um, a lot of translations do a reasonable job. There's nothing wrong in a translation with, with, you know, for, for we are his workmanship. Or, you know, the ISV says we are his masterpiece. But the Greek is literally poem. We are his poem. And I was an atheist up until 2015. And it's those little gems of, of passages like that that really struck me. My, my, my faith journey started in 2010 with my opa's passing. And so finally in 2015, I, I bent my knee to the Lord. And um, that, that, those, that verse is one of the few that really defined exactly this the question that you raise yourself uh, i mean i'm i'm coming from a you know i i, I don't i I won't go into the all the details but let's just say from a very deep nihilistic atheistic sort of cyberpunkish dystopian bordering on on solipsistic you know ways of perceiving reality and when i see um that i'm described as without me even realizing it and whether I like it or not that I'm described as a poem like his poem and each one of us individually, uniquely are, you're all unique poems of this, this great one um, that, that is also nameless as, as the prior discussion was, was you know that we demonstrated in the prior discussion that is just so, so the, the question like why, you know, like why did he create I, 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 and this is my concluding point, I rather ask the question why did he choose to save us? <laughs> I mean, we are, I'm speaking here from the context of evolution, we're stardust. We're, we are, you know, as Psalm 22 says, we're nothing but like a worm. And yet, he, and Hebrews 2 says this, he, he decides to descend even below the divine. Again, Philippians 2, he empties himself, becomes a form of a slave in order to then glorify us up to His level as part of that that context of, of us being the poem uh, so that we are conformed to His Son's image. Uh, if, if that is if that is the meaning of life, if that's the end goal of life, then that, that there's no need to ask the question, why why did He create us to begin with?
0: And there's somewhere between what you and Faithful said, um, and then there's this, like whoever said it's for His glory, like, you know, it's like Isaiah 43, 7, like whoever is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. So, you know, even if someone says, well, that's talking to a very specific group of people still, if he created them for his glory, I mean, I think, you know, it's, I, I mean, maybe not teach as a doctrine, but I mean, some extrapolation, like ultimately everything is for God's glory. And then I'll introduce a question for you. Cause I haven't heard, uh, some people have given a response, but I don't think anyone here. Um, I can hear like Rab Scuttle in the back of my mind saying, what does for his glory mean? What is glory? So, I'd like to hear what uh, some of you guys think about that. What do you? Uh, how do you find the glory of God, or just like glory in in general? Salvation. Uh, what about you, Faithful? One word answer from Courtney.
12: <laughs> um, while Faithful's unmuting, I would say the the rightful recognition of the truth that God is good. God deserves glory. God it's it's this sort of humbling uh yeah and it's some sort of physical understanding on our end whether in thinking or in behavior that god is awesome and we are not (laughs) something something in there
0: yeah i'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like all-encompassing like you know awe-inducing like powerful majesty sovereign deity like just just all the big stuff um like because it didn't say something like you know is it like moses or whatever it said something about like the glory of the Lord. And then that's where when like fell, fell, fell on their face. Like they're dead at the like glory or presence of the Lord.
13: Yes.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, it's definitely more like, it seemed like, you know, what, what is glory? Is it like a, Oh, attaboy or something like that? Or good job. Or, no, you know, the, Hebrew, or-
8: the Hebrew word is Kavod, which means heavy. Like there's this heavy and glory would be given to like a king because they have this, this heavy presence. You know, like when you're worshiping and you have yes. like the presence of God falls over you and you feel like this weight, this like, this like, it's like a heaviness, and that's that's kabod, that's that's glory, that's what the Hebrew. Is. That's I was just I was just gonna say
5: I was gonna bring that up, Samuel, um, because John I've been listening to John Oswald's uh, lectures on Isaiah. Um, he's recently trans transferred his commentary work into video form and he does a brilliant job in Isaiah 6 when it says and all the earth is full of his glory right um and he says exactly that 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 we we tend to not not in a wrong way but, but we tend to anachronistically think of like the majesty and the you know the glory of god like, as if he's a, a certain luminescent, oh, you know, these pictures come through our mind, like luminescence and so on, but but the Hebrew word kavod, like, there's the consonants are also used to describe our liver. So our liver is also, a, is, has the same consonants as, as the word for glory. And how interesting, because it's the, you know, it's the largest, it's the heaviest in, in our body, right? So in other words, and this is what he says, to paraphrase kavod, he likes to paraphrase it as reality. Um, in other words, and all the earth is full of his reality. So I, I like to think of glory in that sense. Like, like, if he truly is, I am, then to be conformed in his son's image, and hence, you know, theosis, and to be, quote-unquote, glorified, then, you know, Revelation 21 a new heaven, new earth, no more chaos, no more sea, no more death. I create all things new. Finally, there's genuine face-to-face reality with the Blessed Trinity and, you know, everything else follows through with, with that.
0: Uh, which, James, you you had a, oh, Courtney, go ahead.
11: Yeah, I was just going to say, which essentially is what? What did you just describe,
0: Robert? Salvation?
5: So exactly salvation yeah which is yeah. what you said well, yeah.
0: well that, i mean if we're talking about salvation they're like i think i mean glory would have to go bigger than that right because like salvation isn't like salvation doesn't mean like god isn't being saved like god is giving us salvation but i mean if everything is for his glory i mean every you can't use it as a synonym for salvation because then you're saying uh, you know uh, salvation is for like everything is for god's salvation well god doesn't need salvation so I, I think I'd maybe go a little different direction with that but I, but, I
10: think but, the, I, but the saving of human beings is being done for his glory because it's 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 yeah, to could, the praise could, of him I if, it, that, if I, guess, I just could. Yeah. yeah it's equivalent to the the, the Greek word doxa uh, essentially which can can carry the meaning of like respect or praise so the, the concept being same as the Hebrew that uh, God gets his praise from Uh, number one, executing his plans, doing what he has intended to do. So because he's the only one who can do it, then clearly the only one deserving of the praise and the glory for executing it is God.
0: Uh, Corletta, you had a?
7: Yeah, I was just going to put my two cents in the ring. uh, And good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Loving the new update? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Of course an atheist would say that.
7: (laughs) Oh, God. Just? Yeah, I could say a lot of other things too, but I don't, right? So um, glory is to honor. So it's like holding high regard. Like, you know, the glory of the United States, we fight for the glory of our, our United Nations, right? We want to protect it. We glorify it. We honor it. Right? We, we hold it in high respect. So when a creator creates something to honor it, to me, that seems a little bit narcissistic.
11: Well, see, that's why I answered the way I did, right? Why does a woman create something so beautiful? Uh, And the reason why I'm using this example is because I'm currently making fall wreaths for my house. So why would a woman do that? Why would she go about taking the time to glue things together, plan it out, knowing that things may not come together exactly as she pictures in her mind, but in the end, it brings her so much joy. That's the point. I don't think it's narcissistic. I think it's a beautiful love story.
12: Well, and that's why I did the way that I did as well, because it's you're you're doing something that's correct and glorifying God. Yeah. Um, you're, you're honoring him. That's the nature. That's the that's the natural thing that you would do. Right. This is this is you're recognizing the truth is that God is and ought to be glorified by us. And so you're not just it's not just a narcissistic thing that you're being. It's like this is the recognition of the natural order as well.
0: Yeah, it's like you're giving honor where honor is due. It's like, you know, read the writing yeah. on the wall. Um, I have a, a Dee, welcome. And Courtney, um, question about the wreaths. Um, since you are making fall wreaths, will you also be the first customer in line for um, pumpkin spice lattes this season?
4: <laughs>
11: not typically. Um, I, I, I can make my own here at home. Uh, <laughs> I'm not spending that much money on it. I mean, maybe a treat, but not like every day. That's crazy. And it's full of sugar, too. So I try and stay away from that.
0: Uh, D, welcome.
13: Hi, you guys. So, oh, and I, I skipped St. Sorry.
0: Uh, go ahead, Dee. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go back to St.
13: Well, if I would take a stab of it, um, at it, like I would um, like um, think of it as when you have children, you know, you make the plan to have kids, you create these kids, you pour into these kids. And for me, some of the like special moments is when the kids, reciprocates and tells you how much of a great parent you were and how you were there for them and how you, you know, and it's not narcissistic. It's more so like it's a reciprocal relationship. So I see it more so like as a parent to child relationship, when you want this child and you want to see this child grow and all the things you pour into the child, you can now see the progress and you're glorified when the kid reciprocates and takes care of you and shows you um, honor and respect and everything
6: like that. Can, can I say something about what Corlada said? Well, um,
13: hey, can,
7: can, re- can I respond to D? Because uh, I was about to type it in chat, but I'd rather speak it. So as a parent, um, I'm not a parent so that my child grows up and bows down and recognizes I'm a great parent, and I don't look for that recognition. I, I am grateful that my teenage daughter recognizes that and respects me and says that to me. However, that's not the goal. The goal was just to be a parent and to raise somebody and help them learn how to think, not teach them what to think, and hope that you educate them and guide them in a direction that's going to benefit them in the best way without the um, expectations that they're going to be like, thank you, Father, you are the best. I bow down to you. By no means do I expect that from my child.
0: Well, I would say I Joshua twenty-four. Natural. If it seems, if it seems, uh, you know, if it seems evil for you to serve this God, or if it seems like you don't want to serve a, in your view, narcissistic, mean God, then choose this day who you will serve. But no, no, no. I was just, I was
11: just full disclosure. Don't swipe with, left. I was just referring <laughs> to. <laughs> that is true. Don't swipe left. It
13: will
7: boost. I was just, <laughs> i was just referring to parenthood well i understand
0: I... but you're also talking about you know god as the parent who would be like a narcissist by you know like wanting this adoration where you're like no no as a good really good parent who's not like that at all i mean the implication if you're not outright saying it is god well, is this bad just, thing
13: maybe he's just a little bit better than us i mean me when i pour into my kids and they it's a natural reaction when. When you pour into anything and you see a return on investment, it's a proud reaction. It's a it makes you feel good. I mean, I mean, in so many instances, it's all it's just natural. So maybe you are just a different type of person, but I put hard work into my daughters, and it's not that I expect it, but when it happens, you know, I I do feel like oh my god. oh yeah
3: i agree with you d
7: i do when when it happens i'm thankful for it however i get pride moments when my daughter does something on her own in such a manner that i'm like wow she got it she gets it that's awesome
0: like what the bible talks about when people instinctively did what was right even though they didn't have the benefit of the law to tell them like that (laughs) i like to think god smiled when he saw people instinctively doing what was right without being told um but saint i I, sorry I, i skipped you earlier saint uh what's up man
13: well, can I say one more thing, Nate? I Everyone's
0: gonna say like, one more thing.
13: I know. I'm sorry. I just think it's like for us to what's up? I mean, what are you? What are you having kids for? Like, you're having kids for just oh, I'm just repopulating the earth, or are you having kids to? Uh
0: oh, D cut out. Oh, uh, Saint, well, what's up, Saint?
13: And in that, you can feel glorified. <laughs> just feel like it's just.
0: Saint, you have five seconds to
8: speak. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's my understanding that like life is a gift from God and God created us to love him and to love others. And he is kind of like a father. Like when we're raising our kids, our kids are four years old. They would eat candy all day. But we are like way more intelligent than they are, so we we tell them no, and to me that's exactly like God we're god's God's children would would you guys agree that like God created us to love him and to love others?
7: I wouldn't agree
11: um Yeah, forgot
13: the reason. Are you telling me that that's okay? Like you do all this for your kid, and your kid just gives you nothing?
7: No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about. I don't believe God created me. So, in in the regards of, I didn't. I don't even think I created my child. I think my child is a product of uh, the the reproductive system. Right. I didn't. I didn't quote unquote create. Right. I didn't. I didn't like say I want to have a daughter with this and that and blah blah blah. Right. I didn't take ingredients and create my daughter my daughter is a result of an awesome act and pregnancy that's it that's a lot of space too
13: when you have it's an awesome act of how not knowing how it even happens even to begin oh no
7: no i know i know how it happens you know know how how, you know how babies are made right james yeah i do i do i don't think it's (laughs) creation. sometimes when
0: a mommy and a daddy love each other very much
7: Hey, Nate, do, do not do do not demean me, man. Come on, bro. I understand. Wait, James. I, I can,
0: come come I, on, James. How can you not laugh at that? Do you really think I think you're so dumb well, you don't see, know how sometimes babies I don't are know made? How
7: to ta- sometimes I don't know how to take you, right? So you say some things tongue-in-cheek. I don't know if it really is tongue-in-cheek or are you really meaning it. I right? totally it's believe. I totally,
0: yeah. I totally believe you know how babies are made. Totally. Excellent. Okay. I don't think
7: it's a creation, though.
0: Haha! Ha, all right, we're all friends now. We're all all friends. All right, Michael, are we still friends? A P.T.R. just for you, Nate. Oh, all right, let me P.T.R. Okay, let's see here. Uh, meat, murder, taste <laughs> that murder or something like that? Tasty, tasty murder. Yep. Oh, you can't see the whole thing. It says
14: meat is murder. Tasty, tasty murder. <laughs>
0: Now, I would say something. How's
14: everybody, do?
0: yeah. well, How's everybody
14: uh, doing this morning?
0: Well, we're all grumpy because of the clubhouse updates. So, oh, that, the clubhouse update? Okay. What? Oh, you didn't have to update yet, Michael? Oh, no. get, get ready. You're going to be very yeah. uncharitable when that day comes.
12: It's going to yeah. hurt you. No, listen, listen, turn airplane. Whatever you have to do to stop from updating, Michael, just do that. I don't even know what you're on, but. Hang in there as long. Don't ever close the app.
7: Steph, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I didn't. I didn't close my app, and I just left momentarily, and I came back, and it was a a forced button to update.
12: <sighs> Michael, it's the
0: first. Yeah, Clubhouse is forcing it's, you to update against your will. How evil of a divine <clears throat> overlord, Clubhouse, to force us against our will. There you go.
11: Yeah, it's a good it's
7: thing I don't have those thoughts. Good thing I don't have those beliefs. I don't feel that way. Calvinist. Listening
0: well, whether you feel that way or not, clubhouse is forcing you to update against your will. It's happening.
14: Yeah. yeah listening to the conversation that was going on, I think it was, um, it might've been in his memoir, Christopher Hitchens wrote that if there is some deity worthy of worship, it wouldn't want to be worshiped. Um, and, and I, I, I feel the same way and I, and I identify a lot with, with James when it comes to that. Like when, when my daughter, who's a, who's a you know, grown woman now, she's an adult. Um, You know, I mean, when I, I guess I just identified with everything that he said, like, you know, when I would do things for her, when she thanked me or was grateful, um, I enjoyed that. And I, you know, I felt, I felt good. Um, But when she didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't wish her any ill will or anything like that. Right. Um, And, and I, and I don't think that, you know, and that's just, and that's just us, right? Like that's just flesh and bones doing things for other flesh and bones. And it seems to me that, you know, that a, that a deity would be, would have a, a greater sense of understanding and enlightenment to the point where not only would it not want it, but it certainly wouldn't have ill will for those who didn't.
0: So
8: oh, I would quickly
14: fun. put
0: my charitability plus like a million hat on real quick. And, and just, you know, I, I respect your right to have your view, but... I just think, like, you know, even, even knowing the Christian paradigm, the way this God is, um, at the point where we presume to, to do things like, well, you know, if if this God this, then it would surely know better, or something like that. Like, like I, I just cannot get away from that point. That's, like, the hardest one to be kind of, like, civil about, even though we will. Um, it's just like Job all over again. It's like, you know, read that story, and then— Put yourself in that position as though it were true, um, if you don't believe it. And it's just like, how can we even have this conversation? Um, And and then, you know, also, I think we anthropomorphize God to too much of a human level. Like God's only job is having a kid and like, you know, raising it until it's 18 and changing some diapers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you know, God's job is, well, infinitely bigger. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it, it, it is like, you know, we call God our father. And he is our creator, and things like that we believe. But it's also not a direct one-to-one, like parent-child relationship. It's a creator-creation relationship. So even though we want to compare it like apples and apples, it's not. It's like I mean, it's like apples and orange. It's like you know, your father-daughter relationship, you know, James, is just not exactly an equal comparison to the creator of the universe versus the relationship to the created of the universe. Um, so it's, it's just oh, a yeah. hard pill to swallow when we and start saying, even, well, God wouldn't need to be worshipped if this, or God would surely do better than this. Oh, that's a tough one to can I? Have. Can I? Well, I can I I Steph. Is, is Steph still here? Steph was in the middle of the same thing. Yeah, no, note. you got oh. it. That's what I was going to say.
7: Yeah, and by no means am I comparing myself I to this God, that.
0: right? I'm, no, not, I'm comparing not comparing to myself. God. but acting like we can presume to, to like, know <laughs> better than God. Like, oh, if God was God, he wouldn't want this. He wouldn't need this. Bro, we're dumb animals. We don't know what God wants. Like if we can't even if you don't believe it, it's like the the Christian paradigm is God is so much higher than us. By the time we even think to know a thought of God, even if we're right, it's like how can we not just feel so stupid for trying to like to like get in the mind of God. It,
5: it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The hubris, can, can I, I guess. Can I Can I bridge something based on what you're saying there Nate? Is, uh, yes. is this to Michael the CA? Okay. Uh, was was it Michael CA that asked the question? I just want to clarify. Um, uh, no, it was
0: I don't, I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah, James, James initially brought it up. Yeah, yeah,
14: I had made more than a, more of a declarative statement,
5: agreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think just to bridge it to you, I think I recognize you, uh, Michael CA I, I think I've seen you on um, YouTube a few times, but that's that's cool. Um, I'm speaking here as an ex atheist that had this. Perspective with respect to, say, you know, the common uh, cultural themes, say, in, in the in in the fantasy genre, like like, or in the sci-fi fantasy genre, like like, um, you know, uh, Space Odyssey, Kubrick's Space Odyssey, uh, ranging from that all the way to say The Matrix, uh, ranging from that all the way to say Carl Sagan's Cosmos, you know, the Pale Blue Dot, uh, where he speaks about how. Just a mere photograph from Voyager's perspective from Pluto, uh, Carl Sagan says that that's a very humbling experience uh, due to the vastness of the voidness of space and all that stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, that being said, um, speaking of Job especially, um, my take, well, like if I was to, def- if I was to define that, that book with one word, I would use the word trust. In other words, God is asking, I mean, the whole book is basically, do you trust me? Now, b- let's bridge that to Space Odyssey and Carl Sagan and all that. In a godless universe, um, it seems a bit dire, especially if something like, if, if you meditate on, on movies like Space Odyssey long enough, it can really be very depressing. There's nothing wholesome about it. Um, and at the same time, we do know, through, say, cosmological research, of how vast the universe is, how slow and mundane but also very chaotic it is, to then finally bring about this planet 4 billion, 4.5 billion years ago and then, you know, the evolution of the species right up until you and I know. That's a I mean, I I hold to that. Like, I believe that's the way natural history is inspired. But if if the whole thing was just purely natural, I would venture into the spooky eeriness of, say, like a Kubrick reality, you know, the Space Odyssey reality. Um, And that's all that you'll have to deal with versus if there is indeed a God who says, hey, trust me, then the next question is, how <laughs> and then because because Job never got the answer by the way like like God is basically in a very like uh rhetorical fashion he's showcasing not just the vastness of this reality but he even transcends this reality right and then he at, on top of that he's he's asking Job to trust him so then finally as a christian oh well, this is one of the reasons why i became a christian is if you have this being funneling himself into finite Cartesian space to then bring it full circle as to why he asked Job to trust him. In other words, the incarnation in, in Christ. And what Jesus did, which is death and resurrection. If, if he's experiencing death, which is the chaos come for the entropy of this reality, right? He's, if he's reversing thermodynamics at the resurrection, that means he's infecting the whole cosmos with a with a resurrecting life power, even like an answer to why death and suffering and you know why the universe is the way it is if that if that happened two thousand years ago, that changes everything that 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 transcends from a nihilistic Kubrick space odyssey perspective of reality to a a wholesome um you know uh, in my opinion a wholesome and a joyful reasonable Explanation as to why I exist as a as a homo sapien uh, Because this 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 particular deity decided to become a homo sapien himself and um, Yeah, that, that's that's my answer to you
8: Well, it's
14: certainly interesting. It's certainly interesting, right? But I mean, I, I also don't don't think you presented anything close to a dichotomy, right? So like but maybe to go a little bit further back so I would agree I would partially agree with you if it is the case Right, but Nate and I have had this discussion a million times. So here's a million and one. Um, that's that's a, a gap that I cannot bridge. If sure, well, if the Muslim God, if the Hindu pantheon, if the Norse pantheon, right? We we could play this you know could have would have should have game all day long. Um, so there's that problem. I also don't think you any, offered anything like I was about to say anything close to a dichotomy. So it's not like well, there's God or. There's this, you know, Kubrick-style uh, uh, chaos, right? I, I don't think that that's a dichotomous in any way, shape, or form. Um, but, but, but to kind of address what you said, you know, about the whole natural thing. So, so we don't we don't seem to have the capacity to identify anything supernatural, right? We have the scientific method, which can only test the natural world. So we're so we we don't seem to have the capacity to test anything supernatural. Um, that, I'm not saying the supernatural doesn't exist. I'm saying it's not evident that it exists. Um, but what's wrong with the natural? Like, it just seems like, it, it, it almost seems, and it, I do think this is the case. It, ah, in that's, some... that's
5: a very good point, I like, I like what you said there. What's wrong, uh, that, that's a good question.
14: Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that it's, it's interesting sometimes that people say, well, you know, there you know, has to be. Well, no, there clearly doesn't have to be. Um, and as much as we want it to be, doesn't doesn't mean it's necessarily the case.
5: Yeah, can I so can I can I answer you just before anyone else. Knows? As long as um, as
14: long as Nate's cool with the man, I don't care. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, he's Yep. Yeah, all right. Let's let's start with the um you know, the, the models of certain religions like Allah and the Hindu gods and all that. That that is a fair point. That is a legitimate falsification you can apply. In other words, let's put the Allah concept to the test. Can Allah, every every permutation of Allah within the confines of Islam, the Quran, its theology, can it demonstrate a robust, reasonable explanation, not just for the reason why you and I exist through evolution, but even Allah's motive? Well, the best that the Quran has to offer is literally uh, Allah has the pleasure uh, to create a reality such that when that reality falters and, and sinners are, are, are the result then he has this desire to show off his merciful power by forgiving them. Uh, literally, it's an Islamic teaching that says if, if Allah created a universe where there was no sin there was no sinners that arose, he would destroy it and recreate it again, hoping that there would be sinners that would arise and then he'll do what he needs to do by forgiving them and so on that that is that just doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't fit this reality uh, and and not just that I can't conceive of Allah as a reality if he's forever deistic in the way he works with this reality. in other words, Muhammad happens to be this puppet that I have to ultimately blindly trust as as being the conduit by which this invisible deity happens to be speaking through him. The, the, you, can, you can apply this to all other deities. There's, there's no god in human history that has stumbled to the throne uh, via the process of death and suffering and being killed uh in other words taking on the chaos comf- chaosness of this of this reality the struggle with chaos um all all christian hymns focus on that point like like jesus is you know crown of thorns right he's not crowned as king like j- from the get go he's crowned already with with uh with a sense of uh, fallibility and and mortality and you know in other words this this omni being. Empties himself and becomes one of us, which then connects to the question about well what's wrong with rea- what's wrong with you know with it being natural and I like your perspective on that because that's ironically the Christian message the Christian message is, is that as Paul says in Romans eight although this this creation is is groaning with pains like like childbirths like pains and it and there's this corrupting bondage associated with the fabric of reality, and sure enough, that's what you know, if you follow along the Kubrick notion, that's exactly what it is. It's that God so loved the world. In other words, he does love this this natural world, that he then joins his nature, his divine nature, that is obviously supernatural, with this natural reality in order to, to have a fusion so that it's not lost. So that so that this natural world does continue to exist. That's why Christians believe in this thing called a physical bodily resurrection where it's not like the Gnostics that that, that hated the natural world or hated the body or hated the flesh. But rather, you know, the Christian message is that the, uh, our natural bodies are genuinely, naturally brought back in its fullest form, fullest state. Um... Uh, but at the same time, in, in direct union with the Trinity, with, with, with you know, with the face of God, that no other creature could enjoy except the Son. Um, that 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 to me explains a lot when you think about it.
0: Michael, care to respond? Yeah, I just
14: didn't want to jump right in case somebody else wanted to say it. yeah. That like, I understand. I I understand that based on your beliefs, that that has explanatory power for you. Um, it has absolutely no explanatory, it holds no explanatory power for me because like from the get-go, you're, you're, you're uh, I don't want to say begging the question, kind of is, well, let's just say making the assumption, let's be charitable and say making the assumption that, you know, that the God is real. Like you said, you know, you said only the Christian God. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's like, so I, like I'm right alongside you, right? You know, um, you know, Muhammad was not a prophet. Allah is silly. Ra, Osiris ta um, all of these things you know the uh, Raman uh, uh, not Raman uh, Brahman Vishnu uh, Ganesh all all made up and so's yours right so so like like you you lose me at the get-go saying well you know only the Christian well yeah sure but from a, but from another person's religious perspective their deity offers the same explanation that yours does and this is something I brought it to Nate uh, before um, and 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 I and I think he does a decent job of it. And I don't know if Steph and I have talked about. It. I don't think so. But you know, there's this thing called the outsider test for faith, right? And so what you do with that is basically you view, you you step outside, right, and and you you look at you look at your belief system from another perspective, and say, you know, what would it take for you to like if, if you were a, if you were a Muslim. What would it take for you to believe that Christianity is true? Like examine it under the same lens, and that's wait, what Wait, Michael, okay,
10: can I just stop you momentarily? So, I just, don't know just, if you were just, here but earlier, but Rob actually shared that he done. was an atheist. Right, so, so the done. thing well, is well, that go, I, hang hang I'm go. not wait, sure wait, if wait, you're aware. Wait wait,
14: wait, wait, stop.
0: Let, let the guy finish his question if we can.
14: Yeah, and and so it's uh, 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 kind of possible, but basically, you know, using the outside test for faith to to, to examine your beliefs. Right. And, and those are one of the things that many, not but many atheists, have done. And they are now at the same point that, you know, like this, this doesn't this, this doesn't hold water based on ABC. And, and that Christianity doesn't.
0: Yeah, sorry, Michael, I was trying not to interrupt you again. D, you got to mute me. Um, I, uh-huh. I can't mute. Like, it, ah, stop that thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't give me the option to mute people. Well, sometimes it does, but it's yeah, not yeah, So another Nate, reason why.
7: Nate, Nate, another- it do- Nate, it does. Go go, click on their profile.
0: No, no I promise like it doesn't. He's
10: already tried James, it, bro. Bro, he's already James, tried it.
0: Just, Did you hear just, what I'm going to say? Let me yes, finish, here's what. James, here's what you're going to say. James, what you're going to say is click on your profile, go to the three dots, and it will pop up the option to mute. It does not. Sometimes it does. Oh. Most times it does not. I, I promise you, bro. Just oh. believe me. And while we're at it, just Thank believe you. in Jesus, too. But anyways, D, what I was trying to say, D, is, yeah, it doesn't give me the option to mute. It should, but it really doesn't. Like, one out of ten times, it will. So anyways, um, sorry, Michael. I was trying to let you get the question out. Um, yeah, so just, yeah,
10: Nate, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to that point, Rob, I don't know if he knows that you were an atheist. And you literally yeah, said guess, that been there earlier. <laughs>
5: my my journey's yeah i'm, I'm, aware, Michael, that, I'm my, aware that he was an my my journey is such that i i don't want to come across as pompous or you know that i've done some exhaustive thing that no one else has ever done no that that's all nonsense uh, and and i do sometimes cringe when religious people not not just christians even other people like you know their conversion stories where they i'm not dis, again i i don't want to dismiss their conversion stories There's, there there may be something there after all just like I know there is something in mind but I I tend to shy away from from the um sensationalist type of conversion stories. I, I don't want to be sensationalist in my conversion uh, in, in my depiction of my conversion. It, it my my uh, I come from a Christian family but my faith they never forced it upon me. They never you know they, they encouraged me to be a free thinker. My my what what sparked an interest in the metaphysical is is literally the day of my Opa's funeral in 2010. I wasn't scared of death, rather, I was very intrigued by it. Touching his cold forehead basically changed my emotional uh, musings into a very callous, cold stare at at the face of death, in other words. I wanted to sort of swim in his grave. I wanted, I wanted to, you know, is is there an existential computation that I can I can utilize uh, outside the uh, the chemical uh, you know uh, prison that that I, I know that I'm living in at the moment. Uh, in other words, if if I lose consciousness and I die, is there something beyond death? I mean, that's that's an age-old question, right? And I'm also realizing that this is the case thousands of times across the world at, the, at that very moment. All the other grandsons going through the same thing. So I asked two questions to the pastor. I said, um, what is God's most efficient way that he can demonstrate his existence? And, what, and, and if death, or this thing called death, is if, 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 this is a, if this is part of the natural world, well, why does it exist? And if it is a problem, because you know you're hearing the sermon and this issue of God defeating death and defeating the grave, you know that famous saying that Paul says, "Death, where is your victory? De-, you know, grave, where is your sting?" and all that. Um, if that is an issue for God, then what's the most efficient means he can he can solve it? He didn't really answer it, you know. He he just gave that typical odd oh, deaths. You know, like kind of like a younger Christian, a sort of death started at the fall, and blah blah blah, and it 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 just didn't satisfy me. I'm finally when I started looking into the humanities, so in, in other words, more so European philosophy and Europe, like like Christian Europe. So, for example, uh, I I'm, I'm I come from the sciences, and my and I was blown away to find out that Leibniz, my one of my favorite mathematicians, um, he was thoroughly not just Christian, but he was engaging in this thing known as the best of all possible worlds, like, you know, comp- compartmentalizing all the different religions and the deities with respect to this reality. and So then I... this is, so To cut to the chase, this is sort of my realization. The most efficient means for God to demonstrate his existence would be for him to condescend himself into a, a form that Rob can understand. In other words it would make no sense for him to be some sort of angelic being or some sort of ant, in this case, to sort of like tongue-in-cheek. Give, I mean, every, everyone here might guess where I'm going with this. Things like you see in the Bible, like a burning bush or the angel of the Lord, right? I'm not, I'm not dissing it, but those are incomplete. Uh, they, they are not sufficient enough or efficient enough to demonstrate who he really is. The the, the the real big moment happens to be the incarnation. And I hypothesize he'd have to become a man, or, you know, the fancy Greek term is hypostasis. He'd have to be in hypostasis with the fleshiness of a human body and walk in our shoes, you know, as one of us. But then I also thought, hang on, if he, um, if he's like the pink elephant in the room, you know, the pink elephant in the room at one at one moment, a point in time would become very fascinating, very like, oh my gosh, there's a pink elephant in the room. But then, over time, you would become quite bored of it. It would become a common thing. And I and I realized that if if God were to like show His existence, okay, whoop dee what is that? Like moving forward, what else is there to do now? There's nothing. There's nothing of significance except for you to know that. Oh yeah, He exists. I want him to demonstrate, like, I want him to do something in a synergistic sort of manner. Uh, In this case, my issue was this issue of the fact that the hour of time is is unidirectional and it tends to decay. It's always going to end up in death. Um, And so, is there a way for him to transform that where it doesn't end in death, but it will then finally end in life? Well, if he becomes part of this cosmic creation, because we're all stardust, right? So he's incarnating into stardust form of old flesh, if you want to put it that way, but specifically the human race, then if the, resur- if the Jesus story is true and the resurrection is true, then he's glorifying not just you and I in that finished work, but the whole cosmos is part of that, that communion, that koinonia. near. And hence, it's not just you and I being redeemed, it's the whole cosmos as part of that. You know, this is what you see in Revelation 21. But but you and I have a special status or a special place because you and I, he chose to become incarnate into you and I, not any other creature or being and whatever, which is then part of the grand, oh my goodness, that's the gospel? Like, he he, he decided to become us? And no deity, if you think about it, no deity decides to go out of their way to incarnate or in hypostasis, specifically with an eye to have a fellowship and relationship with this creature, and also to pull along reality with that creature. In other words, the natural world is not a waste. It was never... Like a, a like a like a bad like a plan gone wrong, and oh no, I need to try and find another plan to to do something else with it. No, it was it was always the plan. Which no religion has that foresight. No religion has that. In other words, a deity going, hey, I'm, I've started with with plan A, and I'm actually going to bring it full circle. It's not. There's never going to be a plan B, C, D. It's it's got to stick with plan A, moving forward. You you don't have that. A to z epic historical narrative in place that you see in this this is what blew me away it's you see you see this the book ends of of you know the Bible starts with the creation and the marriage and it ends with a with with a brand new refurbished creation and also a marriage uh, in this case uh, an an image uh, you know human marriage is an image of the heavenly marriage um, in you know, in, in in the ages to come. So, it, it, if if you look at it, this is my concluding point. If if you look at this from a purely model perspective, like just pure hypothetical worldview model, this I believe, and I'm open to being shown otherwise. This is the most robust and beautiful model. Um, or a depiction, depiction of reality that I've ever come across or thought about. I I, I can't cons- I can't find genuine shalom in an Islamic theology or a Hindu theology or a Greco-Roman or an ancient Near Eastern you know theology. Um, this one stands the test of time if you think about it because how curious the same deity who migrates through as Daniel 2 showcases you know all the kingdoms you know like with all the various deities and gods and religions this particular deity like a thread of grace is able to to work and navigate through all these kingdoms and still end up being significant in the first century and then is still significant 2,000 years later like that is uh, a bit on the nose in my opinion so,
11: yeah. yeah, I would agree, Anne. I think this is why at the very end with regards to the book of Revelation, that he is able to say, you know, I am the God of gods, because no matter what, from the beginning, he navigated through all the variables that is each and every human beings, free will, choice decisions, interactions with other free beings, that he was able to still bring forth salvation, which resets everything. And I think that's what makes it significant.
14: With, uh, with, with Nate, with your uh, permission, uh, just maybe a minute or so to respond to the mountain of stuff that was dumped. Um, yeah, so again, Robert, about four minutes ago, you said, if it's the case, right? I'm really curious to hear what it is that convinced you, like as a quote-unquote former atheist, um, and I won't do to you what so many Christians said to me. So, oh, because I'm a former Christian. Oh, you're never really a Christian. So I won't, I, you know, tongue in cheek, I'll say, you probably were never a real atheist. But of course, I don't mean that. Um, and and it, it's, I find it funny because what you find so convincing, and this is why I'm really curious as to what it is that, that convinced you, what you find now so convincing I find positively preposterous, for example, like, uh, so uh, a friend, and I think, I think Nate knows him too, uh, Ozzy, uh, Ozymandias, he said, he said, when he said, you read the Bible and it just smacks of just being just man-made mythology. And I think that's true. You, a few minutes ago, you said, you know, this was always the plan. So let's think about this for a second. So I'm going to make everything like with, with foreknowledge, I'm going to make everything with foreknowledge that it's not going to work. Then I'm going to wipe everything out, and I'm going to start again, knowing it won't work. Then I'll send uh, myself, my son, whatever. I I was a Trinitarian, so God made flesh again, because the first two times it didn't work. Uh, And and if this was the plan all along, um, that it just is silly. Like to me, like it. I'm smiling because it's because it's funny to me that people find that convincing. This was always the plan. It was always the plan to botch it twice in the beginning. Like that was always the plan.
12: Yeah, I and, agree you know, with the, that you know, actually. I'd like to That's, yeah. that's why well, yeah. I hold to middle knowledge. So yeah. there is a solution there, Michael, just said.
14: Oh no, no, I, yeah, and I think, I think, Steph, I think actually you and I have talked about that. Um, but I was more addressing Robert's point. But I think, yeah, I think you and I have discussed that. Um, So, but it's, it's just so, I I, I think, I
5: think, can can I answer that or or do you want,
14: in in just one, in just one second.
5: Um,
14: So I'm really curious to hear from you, like, like, so, so you're an atheist walking along doing your atheist thing. What convinces you that one, there's a God and two, it's this particular God. I'm super curious to hear that. Right.
12: Yeah, and like, Robert, just real quick, um, I thought yeah. that your, your walking through your thought process was really, really beautiful. I was with you the whole time, and I am I just loved it. Um, I don't know if we have replays anymore, but I would love to listen to it again. That was just really beautiful. However, I think that I could see, like, what... You can find already... it on
0: the Ask a Christian podcast, Steph.
12: Oh, there you go. Okay, com. Yay. <laughs> but... The atheist is going to pick that apart. So so I think, yeah, as a Christian, I was fully along with you, and I thought it was a really amazing argument, but you're requiring the listener to accept that there's a God in the first place. So it, as beautiful as it was, and as much as I want to hear that again, is there any way that you could take it back down to the 101, like the first five minutes of, oh, God exists? <laughs> I feel like he did. I, he was- I think
11: whenever he oh, sorry, nav- yeah. No, I was just going to say maybe I was mistaken. I think that you did answer it with regards to how the other gods would reset whereas this god navigates through humanity.
12: But so that's, that's the problem is that he's still requiring god to exist in the argument.
4: So that's Yeah. Yeah. Really,
5: yeah. yeah. I think I think I wanted before that yeah.
12: like yeah, dumb it way down for me.
5: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um let let me put let me put it this way there there was a straw man but not intentionally with respect to this having botched it um the curious thing is is that when i look at the european philosophers like say like locke who wrestled with the notion of is the creation what like you know when you look at genesis 1 when it says Tohu bohu. it's formless void, there's there's this chaosness already embedded in the system right from the get go. Well, curiously, um, if you have an omni being creating something, it can't be perfect. Ontologically speaking, it can't be perfect. It has to, because to be perfect is to be what that being is. And that omni being can't like this is pure this this is this is outside any notions of it like how do we prove its existence and so on this is just pure metaphysical like a like a philosophical sort of deductive like if if it if it exists, then it can't create uh something that's equivalent to itself because creating something that's omni is is that's in itself is a contradiction is a paradox so that means whatever it creates wherever it does it have a Cartesian coordinate point in this omni being's position in reality? Well again that's 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 all the grand questions uh that transcend the ten dimensions of this universe and blah blah blah. The point is is that it's it's a finite thing, which ironically fits with everything we know as far as reality is concerned from the Big Bang moving forward. Time is only in one direction. You can't reverse it. You can slow it down and speed it up, or you know, you can stretch it and extract it, but you can't reverse it. Okay. Therefore, Leibniz proposed that the only way for this reality to you know, have like an upgrade, I suppose you could say, where, where time from a one-dimensional, unidirectional time of, of pure chaos comfort the struggle with chaos. For that to not exist anymore, the Omni Being will have to share its attributes somehow. Keyword somehow with this reality, and it only has to happen at one point in time. All right. So when you say botched, notice that then when the when when the when the biblical stories lay out the chronology of, of what happens from A to B to C to D, it's. It's it's interesting to notice that it's not God wrestling with, oh that didn't work out as planned. Oh now I need to try and find some other way around this. No, there's cosmic drama at play. It's not just God and human beings. There's actually like a tiered, just like there's a tiered universe in the cosmology. There's also like a tiered hierarchy of beings, and so this is so Courtney will. Enjoy this, but, you know, there's there's a genuine divine council of gods that the supreme God, Yahweh, has to accommodate relative to the basal layer of, of a certain creature, which is now the, you know, the, these homo sapien beings, that God sees from a distance as being his poem, right? As I said a, a moment ago in Ephesians 2.10. So he he looks past all these other creatures that he's that according to the theology of the text, he looks past all of them and sees us as special. And so then he descends below them, hierarchically speaking, so that then we will be seated above them beyond, and not just, not just above them, but when I say beyond, meaning he carries us and our reality up to his level uh, as, as part of what he always wanted to happen right from the start. Which is which is coming full circle with Leibniz's point. If, if how can God create a perfect creation? Well, the only way He can do it is He does it the way it it did happen, and then in the process of time, He He adjoins His nature, so that then there's genuine and what the early church called a genuine theosis or a glorification, or you know like a deification up. Now, what then caused me to become a Christian? is not all the fantastic theology and the metaphysics and you know, everything that I just laid out as, 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 short, as, as, as succinctly that I, I could right now. What convinced me is if it did indeed happen in the person of Jesus. So, I, so these are the bedrock facts of Christianity then. I, I look at um, Jesus as a historical person and unanimous across the board regardless of what disposition you are, there was a man named Jesus, and yes, he died by crucifixion. The next step is... Just for the record. The yeah, resurrection. I, I don't deny yeah. a
14: historical Jesus, just for the record. Sorry? I do not deny a historical Jesus, just for the record.
5: Right, right, right. So the next step is then teasing out... How do we then okay, so if, if, if that's a given, there's literally now a fork in the road where if he's just a mere man, as Paul says in First Corinthians fifteen, that there's no resurrection of the dead, if there's no resurrection dead, then everything is just all this this discussion is just pointless. We might as well just pack pack up shop and 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 in all, all other religions, there may be some truths to them because guess what? There, if there is such a thing as a divine council and if, if these other deities are, are genuinely inspiring, obviously in a faulty demonic way, you know, false thoughts and so on, the point is even they're at a, at a complete loss. That even they will ultimately end up to nothing. Everything is just ultimately pointless. But if what happened 2,000 years ago is a genuine reality, like, like this person named Jesus who we know with 100% certainty is, is a reality as a person, that he also defeated the grave. That is all the evidence we need for not just God's existence, which, by the way, I use the analogy of the pink elephant that for a moment it would be fantastic, but then after a while it becomes stale. So after a while, a pink elephant won't amuse me anymore. So so not only would God's existence be, you know, showcased to be a genuine reality, but whoop de doo there's something that God in his his genuine reality and in his existence demonstrates for me to have that continual worship and praise and adoration and fellowship. And that comes full circle with John 3.16, his his love for the world. So, it's a love for the world, not in a haphazard way like, oh, now I need to find a way how to solve this. No, it's literally from the start. (laughs) He creates then this... Cosmic drama transpires for the next 13 billion years, not just between him and humans, but all the other layers of, you know, if you go down the divine council route. And then finally, the Jesus, the epic Jesus moment that cuts through all of that um, so that now the church becomes, as, as Peter says, we are now living stones. We've become this holy, living like a cosmic temple built up as living stones, meaning we become his you know, this this language of we are you know, we are his body and, and all that. And so therefore notice, that communicates God's care and his interest in the natural world. He wants to marry himself to the natural world. Which goes back against not the that you're your straw man, but not intentionally. This perception that God hates this natural world or that you know the natural world is there's something wrong with it, so therefore he has to try and get rid of it and you know no that's that's a straw man that's a false that that's not the that's not what Christians were teaching or believing at the time. it was the Gnostics that hated this world, and they had to convolute this demiurge and you know um, so I, I if I were you, I would meditate on the whole. Like, I would meditate on John 3.16, the famous verse in all of Christendom. Why does God love the world? And, and how does he demonstrate his love? While we were enemies, while we were sinners, this is Romans 5. While we were enemies and sinners, he demonstrates his love for us. Where he, you know, he, he, he goes through this process of death. Uh, and, and it's a gift, not of our works, it's a gift that's already done, whether you like it or not. Like if it, it again, if it's a if it's something that actually happened two thousand years ago, whether we like it or not, it's it happened. <laughs> we have no say in the matter, and what what should our response be? Should it be rejection, which is a genuine choice you can have that, or would it be, hey, I want to partake in that. I, I want to accept it, uh, not because I'm selfish, but rather. I want to share in in that in that fellowship that koinonia, that that meaning um that you know you know choose life not death you know that that famous what god says in Deuteronomy 30 so
14: <clears throat> I am I'm, I'm trying yeah. I'm so uh, it's hard right because when I asked you what it was that convinced you the first thing you did was go to the the bible right so um like just like a simple yes or no like is it is it reading and pondering on the bible that that ultimately convinced you
5: uh no no okay it's it's right. reading it's reading uh, believe it or not the bible is not i i don't look at i don't look at the bible in a solo scriptural way okay I look good. at it like a solar or a prima scriptural way in a sense that I need, and, 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 and listen to me very carefully, the irony here is I need everything in human history that corresponds with the bi- biblical engagement of those things to see <laughs> how all of this plays out. In other words, if I'm going back in time pre-Jesus, depending on where I am, where I am in the BC period, it could be Second Temple period, exilic period, could be exodus, could be whenever, wherever, ancient Aries. I need that stuff, and thank God for things like, you know, archaeology, digging up the cuneiform, and all that stuff. So I can then make a robust conclusion, obviously through the hindsight of scholars and people who themselves have asked this same question, uh, okay. to show the rationality of this whole thing, how it all plays out. Okay,
14: so, all right, um, so going back to what you said a minute ago about kind of being like a, a, a strongman kind of bot. So I use botched, believe it or not, that was me being charitable. A Genesis six, six says that God looked at the world and regretted having made man.
11: Doesn't mean regret, by the way, it means he took a heavy sigh.
14: Okay, but, okay, but this is still, it, it doesn't matter. Like even a heavy sigh, this is, this is still, this is still an omnipotent, omniscient creator right so mm-hmm. new
11: in advance
14: with foreknowledge it doesn't mean
11: happen. you can't be disappointed
14: um, i could know yeah, that but my but child but is but going but to fail i'd love i'd, I'd love but to just be able to get my thought out um so so that's one of the things for me that 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 causes me to pause like just a little bit. There's, there's just one little like fraction of a thing but robert in all fairness I still didn't hear from you what it was that convinced you that it's like, or, or is it that, that you sat and pondered John three sixteen and eventually you believed it because that's what I was waiting to hear. What it was that convinced you. No, no, no,
5: no. How, how did I, how did I, how did I end, how did I end my, what I just said a moment ago when you said, you just look at it through the Bible and what did
14: I say? Honestly, you've said so much. I've had a hard time trying to keep up with it all.
11: He said, no,
14: I, I said I need everything
5: surrounding the Bible to be part of that that complete uh you know, for the for the model to make sense. In other words, I need the Egyptian myths. I need the Sumerian myths, I need the Babylonian stuff. I need I need the full scale of human anthropology one oh one, the migration patterns, the languages, the you know the 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 thought processes, the just the huge gamut of the last two hundred, three hundred thousand 300,000 years of human history, I don't need the Bible to then make me go, oh, okay, now I believe. No, I need the, if if truth, if if the Christian God is able to communicate to, say, the Magi who had no Bible for for them to make the trip, and by the way, that whole Magi story is not some haphazard, mythian, you know, myth. It's a genuine thing of what the Zoroastrians were doing in their own astrology. And God, in his sovereignty, if, 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 again, if he's able to bring about a certain outcome that these pagan astrologers can make a certain conclusion and blah, 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 I'm quite certain I can look to the Bible according to its claim, put it to the falsification test and go, okay, let's actually see you engage everything else in human history all the thoughts the religions the philosophies the scientific endeavors and what raises my hair on end is that it comes out always on top so then it's the data of the resurrection when you pull all that data together if with with a high certainty i believe that the resurrection is actually a historical event and if that is as paul argues um a genuine reality that changes everything no other deity fits the bill in fact it in fact it's the resurrection that defeats the gods by the way which is exactly Paul's point in Colossians 2:15 and elsewhere it's, it it this particular deity dis- is 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 the destroyer of all other deities through this process of the death and the resurrection that at the same time is able to solve the say the sin problem is also able to solve the death's Issue the chaos, conf nature of this reality, you know, blah 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 blah. Um, it's able to give meaning to life
14: ultimately. Okay, um, then,
11: that'll so, do it. You go where the data uh, leads. Sorry, I just had, to...
14: yeah. yeah, doesn't, but um, so, okay, so then is it okay? So then, just to, to summarize what you said, it's the totality of human existence that convinces you that the Bible story and everything within it is true.
5: Yes. And so okay. therefore notice, so just quickly, therefore notice, I'm in mainstream science in that context. I'm, I, I hold 100% human evolution, blah, blah. That doesn't mean I discount a historical Adam and Eve. I can work with that. And when you bring up Genesis 6-6, guess what? I'm expecting to read that statement in its original context, that involves, well, if Genesis 6 is talking about the Apkalu myth in the Sumerian legends, then there's something going on polemically with that language that I need to understand, because that statement was written and said to a certain people group that understood reality in a certain way for that to make sense. And so therefore, your, when you come to the text and you read it that way, you're now falling victim to your to, to a certain hypocrisy by anachronistically misreading the text and not allowing the the whole gamut of human anthropology to to define how you should read that text.
14: It it, it doesn't matter how I read the text, even if, and I, I wasn't looking at my phone to see how it was it said. It was actually another word, but it doesn't matter what word you use, right? But the other thing that I want to point out, and I think it's time that either Nate's going to punch himself in the face or to let other people talk, because I it's not my not my desire to monopolize all the time. Um, I, I counted, okay, seven, seven times during your different kind of explanations, you said if. And I grant you, because like Nate and I have had this discussion a million times, if it is the case that what you believe is true, sure, no problem. I am convinced otherwise.
5: Well, I will ask you then since you've been asking me questions, I'll ask you this one question oh, then we away can then. we we can t- turn it back to Nate.
0: For the record, if people it is are true. enjoying listening to you, so you know, you guys keep going if you like.
14: Okay, Nate if, put, if, put down the hammer.
5: If if it is true, okay.
14: My one of my one of my
5: favorite hymns actually is um Edward Shalita's World War I, he was in World War I, uh, Jesus of the Scars. And it's very short. I'll just quickly read it. And I want your reaction to this. Because if it is true, how, how will you reflect about your place in this universe, especially in light of the last, say, 13 billion years of, our, of the universe as a history? So, so this is what he says. And he's writing in the context of, uh, he's a clergyman, but he's writing in the context of as if he's putting himself in the shoes of a World War I soldier in the ditch, as, especially when gunfire is flying around, and, and this is in the middle of the night, he's looking up in the, in the starry skies above. And this is what he says. If we have never sought, we seek thee now. Thine eyes burn through the dark, our only stars. We must have sight of thorn pricks on thy brow, we must have thee, O Jesus, of the scars. The heavens frighten us, they are too calm. And I just love that line because what is frightening about the heavens is the fact that it's too calm in light of the chaosness of the, you know, the war. And then he goes, In all the universe we have no place. Our wounds are hurting us, where is the balm? Lord Jesus, by thy scars we claim thy grace. If when the doors are shut thou drawest near, only reveal those hands that side of thine. We know today what wounds are. Have no fear. Show us thy scars. We know the countersign. And and this, now the last stanza says this. And this, again, is part of my journey in 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 wondering if like, like this theological model, if this is genuinely true. It far exceeds anything that the other theological models try to propose or or you know make themselves like pompous enough to be like, hey, look at us. No, this is, this is fantastic, this next book. The other gods were strong, but thou wast weak. They rode, but thou didst stumble to a throne. But to our wounds, only God's wounds can speak. And not a god has wounds, but thou alone. So to our wounds, only God's wounds can speak. And not a God has wounds. So no deity has ha- ever had any wounds. But you, the creator of the universe, you alone. So if this is true, how would you reflect on your you know, your life, you as a person, you as an ultimately in this case an imager of of this deity, right? Who basically became wounded for you. Like what what sort of self-reflection would you have, moving forward, if that is indeed a, a genuine thing that happened two thousand years ago?
14: So it's interesting. It's hard for me to put myself in that place now because of my firm conviction to the opposite. Um, but let me try to go backwards in time when yeah. I thought it w- when I thought it was true. Uh, when I thought it was true, um, I probably would have been you know coming off mute saying hallelujah, right? Because did I, I see that again?
5: I, I, I didn't hear it.
14: Like when I was a believer, I probably would have come off mute saying "Hallelujah." Okay. Um, but again, in even reading this, you said if it's true, and I am convinced otherwise. Like not like like not only do I not like not only do I not think it's true, I'm convinced it's not true. I don't deny a historical Jesus, right? Like, I I think Jesus was real. I think he was uh, I think he was crucified because he made some people uh, angry. Um, but I do not believe that he came back from the dead. I also don't believe the other story. I think it's in one of the gospels in Matthew's where Matthew where it talks about the the tombs opening up and all the dead people walking around meeting people that they knew. I think that's equally preposterous. Um, you know, it, it it is just it is. It's hard and I, I don't mean to seem uh, uncharitable about it, but like I said, as a believer, it's easy for me to reconcile everything you said. But, but in my current state, n- no. And, and I, can't, I can't reflect on what my place might be in the universe if this thing is true when I'm convinced otherwise. The best I can do is say, if everything you're saying is true, I am in serious trouble. So I have a question.
11: So you believe in a historical Jesus. What does that look like to you?
14: Um, a man? So, I mean, if, if you read some of the, uh, and I've only read smatterings of it. I've, re, I've relied more on, uh, like my friend uh, Josh Bowen, who's an expert in the Near East. Um, but it's my understanding that first century apocalyptic preachers were not that uncommon. So that's kind of how I view the historical Jesus. Um, and I think that he said things that, that, uh, piss people off. And as a result, uh, I think, I think he, he questioned, uh, things in a way that perhaps others hadn't. And that's what got him into trouble. And that's what ultimately got him killed. But I think, it, I think that's, I think that's where the story, like to me, that's where the story ends. He died.
5: All right. So my, oh. I'll, I'll just, I'll just quickly share you one data point on that. Uh, as as to why I believe it's true. Let's go along with the psychology of Paul. Why was he persecuting the church? Because of the claim that Jesus is Yahweh. Now, Jesus does go out of his way, as you see in the narratives, claiming to be Yahweh. And then he gets himself killed because that's the claim ultimately at the trial. He, he keeps skirting around the issue in his three-year ministry, and then finally at the trial, he finally just opens up and says, yep, I'm that second power who's riding on the clouds and, you know, blah, 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 blah. The priest is like, yep, you've heard his blasphemy, he deserves death. Now, if Jesus said that, you know, the historical Jesus in this case, said that, and it's false, then the resurrection is also false. And therefore, for them to go out of their way to defend his deity makes no sense in the writings. So in a, let, me, let me rephrase what I, I meant there. The fact that you have the authentic Pauline letters or any of the statements about Jesus uh, as being Yahweh, right? Is ironically because of the resurrection. The resurrection vindicates his claim that he's Yahweh. That's just I'm just throwing in one example of a data point that and and so and so then for Paul to go out of his way to persecute the church right has this experience and then realizes oh my goodness uh, what I thought to be blasphemous because think about put yourself in Paul's shoes you believe the God of Israel became a man and was hung on a tree and doesn't your own Torah say that you're cursed if you hang on a tree. Why would Yahweh become a man, you know, this worm, and be hung on a tree? The fact that Paul goes out of his way to then defend that—that—that reality—is quite significant.
0: I'd like to hear, since Courtney started, I'd, I'd like to hear her for a little bit take a crack. By at the way, at I'll just I'll just be Michael. back.
5: I'm just getting, my, my door's knocking. I'll just be right. Two minutes. Sure.
0: Yeah, Courtney, you started going somewhere. Go ahead and continue.
11: Right, so he said um, that the historical Jesus that he believes in said some things that made people mad. Now, I would ask, where do you get that information from?
0: I want to say touche.
14: Just give me two seconds.
0: From the Bible.
11: Was that Michael that answered?
0: No, that was me answering for him.
11: Oh,
0: <laughs> I was will so like, be like, right back. All right, all right, like, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, Sorry about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hang on, Robert. I'm Courtney and Michael are having a conversation here for a second.
14: Yeah. I'm Carry on. Not, yeah, I'm not a historian in any way, shape, or form. Um, this is so one of the things when I was uh, when I was actually losing my faith was I I started delving more into the Bible. Um, so yeah, it's, so I think, I think what Nate said is, is, uh, is fair. Um, my primary source for information regarding Jesus was the Bible. Correct. So
11: that then would imply that if you're going to believe in the historical Jesus, then you would likewise need to believe in the only source that is the original source that documents him from which all other sources flow and get their information from even Josephus.
14: Uh, you, yeah, you, you got to be careful with Josephus, because um, at, at best, and this is something that I have looked into a little bit, I, like, so yes, Josephus, I think it's, uh, I can't remember which book in antiquities he talks about him, it says, you know, Jesus, well, you know if, if it'd be fair to call a man because was a do of great things, whatever it was that he said.
11: Right, right, regardless, hold on, hold on, let me, let me, let me qualify what I just said and meant, okay. sure. regardless of the uh, source of the paragraphs or writings of josephus which validate his death etc regardless of those the earliest source that you can find for the messiah is the new testament so pretend yeah, yeah. josephus never even mentioned that he was dead buried, why he and,
14: because he lived shortly after the time of yeshua he, was <laughs> he, lived, he lived he lived like uh he, he may he may well have been alive at the time of the he crucif- was a child, though. At but that he would have been a toddler. Yeah, he didn't write antiquities until he was, Correct. like, what, 60 or 65? So at best, at very be- at best, the most charitable I can muster, Josephus wrote down what somebody else told him. Correct. So
11: I guess what I'm saying is, what then gives you the right or the reason to believe in a historical Jesus while neglecting the rest of the information about him?
14: Because when I read the totality of the text, I see it for the preposterousness that it is. So my, That's why I'm an atheist. Right. So then my next question would be a
11: very simple question. Sure. What would convince you of any God?
14: Uh, that's that's, really, that's a really good question. Uh, I can't think of how many times Nate's asked me that question. Um, I, I don't know what it, what, what it would be that would convince me. Like I said, I was a, I was a believer. Now... Most of the reason why I believed, most of the reason, not all of it, most of the reason I believed when I was much younger was because it was the faith tradition that I was raised in. I started questioning at a very young age and I got answers that were satisfying to me at the time. So my belief continued. It wasn't until later on when I, one, started getting answers that were no longer satisfying and when, two, I was reading the Bible and it did not. It did not. uh, I could not reconcile it with the reality that we experience. That my faith started crumbling away. So I don't know what it what it would take to to bring me back to faith. I have, and I'll I'll say this, you know, somewhat, you know, tongue in cheek, although I don't necessarily mean it that way. But, uh, you know, like Nate and I talked about, like, man, really early on, because we we've been kind of talking online now for a year and a half, or perhaps more now, and very early on. When I first met him, he talked about this "quote unquote" prescription, right? And I continue to apply the prescription, uh, as yet unsuccessfully. Whereas I, you know, I ask Jesus, I go directly to God, speak to Him, ask Him to show me that He's real. I try that; it is it is to this point still unsuccessful.
11: So I guess what I'm hearing is. the lack of evidence that you would find substantial enough to convince you
14: You cut cut out there for a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but I missed uh, like maybe just like say what you were going to say all over again because at the very beginning you gacked out. I'm going down my driveway
11: so I typically lose service here. Uh, Can you hear me now?
14: Yes, it's better now.
11: So I was saying it's basically, in your humble opinion, it is the lack of being able to substantiate something, I guess, enough for you to be convinced. Because by that definition, that would really mean more agnostic as opposed to atheist. Do you think that you're more agnostic atheist or straight atheist or
14: where do you fall? Oh, a question for the ages. No, I'm an atheist. Like I like I said before, and just just to make crystal clear, not only um, I, I am not only convinced that it's probably not true that it's probably not true, I'm convinced it's not true. Like I am convinced. The God of the you Bible. You know what, that what? Just just crossing the, that. he you know, said.
5: You know, when you asked me crossing the line that convinced me that I was true, what, what convinced you to
14: make this absolute conviction that it's not true? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. As if, because so, um, if it says, if what it says in the Bible is true, all scriptures, God breathed and suitable for teaching and instruction in all things, okay? And I am not only unable to reconcile what, what we see in the Bible with reality. In fact, it, it points in many ways completely opposite that. Like, we know for sure there was never a global flood. We know for sure the Tower of Babel never happened. We know for sure they were never just two people, right? And yet these, and yet the Bible, the inspired word of the creator of all things says that is the case and it is not the case. It is demonstrably <laughs> not the case. I have to say you something know, for like know. 10 seconds real quick. F- hey,
0: hang on, I, I gotta say something for like 10 seconds. So Michael, um, you have to like give a little ground that when you say we know for sure flip that around and that's like someone who says they're totally 100 going to prove god to you whenever you say like we know for sure the tower of babel didn't happen um you know you gotta meet us halfway right like we do not know for sure
14: oh no absolutely we do because because language evolves just the way we do right like if you like if you take it back like you know like uh, french spanish italian like all these all these were basically evolutions like evolved from latin like you can see the evolution of language you can see it it's in history
5: and yeah so so just 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 quickly let me let me just quickly say this the two people that we all come from two people do you think i believe that
14: uh, well, actually, no. You said that's not, and, and I, it's interesting. So there's a part of me that's glad that you don't believe that because it, we because it's just not possible.
5: Okay, okay. Um, global but flood. I'm do, curious do you think, as to you how think... you
14: reconcile that with your belief in God.
5: Right, right. So I believe Adam and Eve are a product of of a pre-Adamic race that Genesis one talks about. So they 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 are like the high priests, you know, that emerge in the Persian Gulf in Genesis two around seventy thousand years ago. I believe that the flood is the Persian Gulf that emerges, like so there's a natural dam and the Indian Ocean spills through during the Younger Dryas event period, so this is entering oh, the, the same period.
3: Same
5: and, and so therefore, um, so in other words, there was no Persian Gulf in the Pleistocene period, so at the end of the last Ice Age, you have this deluge taking place, the Ark lands in the Armenian mountain range where Ararat or the Uratu range is, which is exactly you know, all the Engineering myths speak about the Ark landing in that in that vicinity. And the Tower of Babel is not uh the way you've understood Genesis eleven to be. It's some it's sometime yet future in in the distant like so if if the flood happens around twelve thousand BC, we're talking at the onset of, say, during the period of Abraham, which is, say, four or 5,000 years ago, exactly at the time from a proto-sort of script, the emergence of the script from, say, around 9,000 BC, somewhere around there, and then the evolution of language moving forward and the diversity of the, of the 70 nations that Genesis 10 talks about. So I, I remember when I said the full gamut of human anthropology? I'm proposing to you there's no contradiction with natural history and human evolution and human anthropology with the chronology of the events from Genesis 1 to 11.
14: Uh, Except it says something completely, and and this 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 is a dog I don't have a fight in. Like, I am sure, I'm pretty confident that there are other Christians that are chomping at the bit to get their teeth into you over basically denying the Bible, right? Like, the Bible says, the Bible says... Verbatim, God formed man from the dust of the ground, and then took his rib and made Eve. Now that didn't happen, and if you don't, now, that didn't happen. That's cool, that's, right? That's not what he said. Yeah,
5: yeah, but, yeah. Then, but then, but then understand. But notice, notice, Michael. Again, with all due respect, uh, like Courtney, for example, knows how. You know I really uh, hang, on, hang on, one
0: second, Robert. Wait, hang on, one second, Robert. Let me just jump in real fast. When all three of you tried to talk in, no one heard anything. It came across as, like, static. So, you know, just saying. Um, but let me just answer that because there are definitely some things Robert's saying that I would not agree with. And I, I expect, expect the reason no one is, you know, grenading the conversation to, like, you know, burn him at the stake or disagree with him or talk about that is because that's not the topic on the table. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, let it be known. Um, you know, from what Robert said, I, I don't know him that well. But you know, I would definitely have a different opinion of like Tower of Babel and Genesis, perhaps, and you know the the evolution take he has. So anyway, let it be known. Yes, there would be a difference of opinions. Um, how great that divide is. Maybe we'll talk another day and find out. But anyways, so yeah, right now it's the it's the conversation between Robert and Courtney, who I appreciate, and Michael. Um, so yeah, just to just to say that. Carry on.
11: And quickly. Yeah for the record, I can disagree with someone, but understand why they came to their conclusions, which I think Michael, you did not fully involve yourself with all the different conclusions to still look at the Bible in a biblical way, right? So you went to the... Well, a- not just
5: the biblical way, but a scholarly way. It's like the way scholars have wrestled with this, ranging in the humanities, to the sciences, to the, even the biblical scholars themselves, uh, the ancient Aries scholars, and I mean, you, for example, Michael, you mentioned Josh Bowen, right? He's a friend. He's a friend. But he is looking at the nonsensical, fantastical, but at the same time,